It's time for the Mad Dog Show. Coming to you live from the Park Group Studio in the heart of the Bulldog Nation. The Mad Dog Show is proudly sponsored by The Sanford Company, Fincher's Barbecue, Sellers Construction, Go Clean Co., Cherokee Brick, Progressive Communications, Jay Lee Attorney at Law, Ortho Georgia, Pelicano Construction, Jags Pizzeria and Pub, Bib Distributing, The Butler Auto Group, The Park Group, Corporate Connection, The Dog Bone, and Bulldog Illustrated. Now, here he is, your host, The Mad Dog. How did this happen? The season has flown by. We got three more games, right? <clears throat> Wrong. We got one game, the SEC championship, and LSU is in our way. And we at the Mad Dog Show ain't playing around this week with this show. We got some heavy hitters from the SEC network. We got Dari Noka from UGA, the NFL, and across the globe. We got him back. No, Sean Marino is joining us today. Like I said, it's the SEC Championship Game show. So, buckle in, snap your chin strap, and make sure your jock strap is snugly secure because it's go time, dogs. First of all, as always, we run this state. Need I say more? Yeah, we had a slow start against Tech but everybody knew how this game was going to end, and the way it was going to end was dogs on top. Now, what can I say about this team that hasn't already been said? We are a top 10 scoring offense. We are the number one scoring defense in the country. A no-name defense with a natty-winning QB who deserves to win the Heisman. Our punter is the thunder from down under, Hot pot has been money, but enough about the number one ranked undefeated defending national champions for a minute. The team that hasn't lost an SEC regular season game since 2020. The team that is 26 and one since this fledging little podcast started. And the team that just keeps doing the only thing that matters, winning. Let's stop talking about them for a minute and let's talk about this season's pretenders, shall we? It all happened over rivalry week. And first up is Oregon, the Ducks. And after we defeathered them to start the year, well, they just kept quacking to anyone who would listen about how they would beat us in a rematch. But then, before they could even get to that rematch, they ran into the Oregon State Beavers. Oh, <laughs> those... Those furry, feisty little beavers, they are so tough. They are so slippery when wet. The beavers heard them quacking, and with their tails, they gave them a whacking. Never underestimate the power of beaver, for no one, no matter how hard, can withstand the power of the mighty beaver. Bye-bye, ducks. You were tasty while you lasted. The second pretender was, of course, Clemson. Dabo and the Tigers were clinging to their microscopic hopes of backing into the CFP, tricking themselves into believing that the Cox destruction of Rocky Top was somehow a fluke. Well, then Rattler jumped up and bit him like a snake in the grass. Dabo destroyed. The Tigers are toast. 
Bye-bye, Clemson. You were overrated. And the final pretender, and arguably the biggest one, was, you guessed it, the Ohio State brown-eyed chin nuts. Playing at home in their stadium, which they call The Shoe, a stadium nicknamed The Shoe. How creative, said literally no one ever. If you're going to name it something, name it something intimidating or give it another name instead of shoe, call it the sock or the brassiere or maybe the thong, anything but the shoe. At any rate, you know who wasn't intimidated by Ohio State and the shoe? That would be the people with the ugliest helmets on the planet named the Michigan Wolverines. And as much as I detest the Wolverines, I hate Ohio State far Far worse. Heisman Trophy front runner C.J. Stroud threw two picks and threw away his Heisman. Heisman campaign is now done. Heisman Trophy candidate Blake Corum, he only had two carries for six yards. Now, in his defense, he was injured. It's not his fault, but I'm just saying he probably ain't going to win it either. The result of the game, Michigan crushed Ohio State by 22 points. And Ohio State's college football dreams are, they're over, right? They're dead. Well, then the college football playoff rankings came out, and they came in at five. They only need a loss by USC to get back into the college football playoffs, or maybe a bad loss by TCU. But our friend Kirk Herbstreet, What did the all-knowing face of college football have to say about everything? Well, he's actually not all-knowing. He's just a personality. He is not an analyst. Well, the Golden Boy ranked Ohio State at six behind Bama at five. And you might think, wow, that's counterintuitive. Why did he not put his Ohio State team at five? He's actually being fair, right? Hell no, he ain't being fair. He's being manipulative Per usual, think about it. He is at least smart enough to know that if Ohio State got in and played us, that we would embarrass them. He is also smart enough to know that Bama is the only team that could get into the top four that could actually play with us. So he wanted to influence the committee to put his alma mater at six to spare them from having to play us and to spare them of the bulldog beatdown that they would surely receive. You get it? You follow me? You got it? Good. Okay. Do we fall for that? Of course we don't fall for that. Nice try, Kirk. And as we saw, that's not what happened. But your nightmare is going to happen. The Bucknuts in the bins, in the ATL, against our dogs, For only the second time ever. These two teams have only played one time. And if you've been listening to this show for the past two years, you know what happened, don't you, Kirk? The Bucknuts lost because of your play. Just how your coach said it in the Baltimore Sun. And history will repeat itself in the cruelest twist of fate possible because you will be forced to call this game and it's going to be glorious just as I predicted it and I'm proven at predicting things how will it happen it's simple this is where it really gets beautiful 
USC is going to lose to Utah in the rematch against the only team that they lost to this year in the Pac-12 championship game. Caleb Williams, current Heisman Trophy winning front runner, will have his worst game of the season on a national stage. He will lose the game and the Heisman right before our eyes. 16 hours later, the milkman, formerly known as the mailman, will handle unfinished business. And he will lead our dogs to victory in the SEC championship with Heisman moment after Heisman moment, cementing into the voters' minds that the unrecruited, zero-star walk-on who won a natty last year is, in fact, the most important player on the best team in the country. He is the quarterback who already has one national championship and is running his team back to win another one. So... Your final four in this order is the Georgia Bulldogs, Michigan, the Horny Frogs, and the Brown Chin Nuts. I hereby manifest those teams, the Heisman, and another Natty for Georgia. Mad Dog has spoken. Let it be so. And I have the street cred. Again, I have predicted many other things correctly, such as Auburn not getting Kiffin, as I told you last week, again and again, that would not happen. I told you that Kiffin would not want to uproot his family for a life of dysfunction at Auburn. And of course, I was right. Now, did Auburn do the right thing and offer the job to Carnell Williams, their interim coach who played football game, who happens to be the first black coach in Auburn history? Of course not. They hired Hugh Freeze. Now, here is where I'm going to surprise a bunch of people. I'm not going to bash Freeze for what happened or what didn't happen at Ole Miss because the reality is nobody knows. Nobody knows what actually happened. And I'm not going to bash Freeze for the mess that is currently going on at Liberty University where he is leaving because bashing Hugh Freeze is just too easy. The cheap jokes write themselves and it's been done to death. Look, everybody loves a redemption story. I'm no exception. So what if everything that you did for the past 10 years was broadcast across the internet? And I mean everything you did with your phone, on TV, in public, everything. Everybody knew about it. Would you be good with that? Raise your hand if you'd be good with that. You don't see my hand going up. Pretty sure no one listening has their hand raised. And again, that includes me at the front of that line. So this show is about what happens on the football field as much as it possibly can be, at least. So for whatever Hugh Freeze did or did not do is between he and his family. I wish him well at Auburn. And I hope to continue to kick their asses each and every year. So Merry Christmas, Hugh Freeze, the Georgia Bulldogs are going to make you miss Liberty University real, real bad. So that's really all that I have to say about that. Um, Moving right along, we've got a great show tonight. Actually, you know what? Um, Our producer has a graphic that I think we can put up right about. Oh, here it is. From Statterday down south. A little comparison here. The Auburn Tigers head coaching resume comparison. So let's see here. Hugh Freeze versus Gus Malzahn, not as good. Hugh Freeze versus the SEC versus Gus Malzahn, not as good. 
Hugh Freeze against the top 25. Actually, he's a touch better than Malzahn here. Hugh Freeze in November, not even close. Hugh Freeze has more losing seasons. Hugh Freeze does not have any as many nine-win seasons. And Hugh Freeze has no SEC West titles. So basically, you just went and hired a guy who is worse than the one that you fired before the guy you fired. Okay, got it, Auburn. Um, so there's no logic or reason there, which describes Auburn pretty much perfectly. I would like to thank Ford Neal for that stat. And just like that, it is time for the Mad Dog Injury Report with Dr. Ryan Schnetzer. And Dr. Schnetzer is back. What's up? Hey, my man. How's it going? Man, it's going good. Survive Thanksgiving, survive tech. Yep. And yep. Um, looking forward to much bigger things on the horizon, as you know. Um, man, you know, I, I think we had progress this week. If if you if you caught this, and I didn't even catch this until after the game, but AD came on the field. Are you aware of that? Uh, I was aware that he he was out there. Yep. Uh, I didn't see it. So, uh, but yeah, I guess I don't. I guess it must have been later in the game. Uh, I was made aware of it, but I haven't had a chance to go back and rewatch the game. But apparently, he came out for a fourth and one, and then we called timeout. And then he never came back in. So I don't yeah. know if they went put him out there to get a look and see how they would react to him and then call timeout. Who knows? The point is progress. Exactly. And it sounds like from what I heard that he actually was running some uh, full speed reps last week in practice. Um, all signs are pointing to him being able to get out there this week, pending uh, some kind of setback. Um, so I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him get out there Saturday. Uh, but it sounds like he, he's ready to get, getting ready to get out there. Okay. So the – Precautious part in me says, okay, Dr. Snetzer, take off doctor hat, put on Coach Snetzer hat. You think that you can beat LSU without A.D. Mitchell. Do you risk him or do you say, hey, if we get past this game and even if we don't, we've got another four weeks to rehab this thing and get it perfect for a semifinal game? I think I still let him come out there and play early. Uh, I think we can kind of let the rest of the game dictate the plays if we need him or not. But I think certainly get him some – I mean, God, what's he been up now, like nine weeks? You yeah. know, I mean, you know, just getting some game time reps again is just good for him, good for his psyche. Just, one, let him know he can do it again, right? I mean, so, right. you know, if we get him out there for the first couple of series and we jump on top of them and we're, we're beating them pretty good, then I think, you know, maybe hold him back a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's good for him, good for the team, seeing him get out there. So, I mean – you know, like I said, there's certainly a mental aspect of these injuries with these, you know, these high uh, high performance athletes. You know, they've, they've got to know that they can do it. And sometimes it just takes them getting out there and, and proving to themselves. So, you know, I certainly see him getting on, getting on the field and doing some stuff. And I think how he feels and how the game is going to dictate how much we see him. So you're saying maybe, you know, where you've got a designed run and he's going to be going out there more or less not doing anything except – running around just so he's out there doing something opposed to nothing. I certainly I see that, but I think, I think we're going to try to get him the ball in his hands, man. I think he needs to get it in his hands and feel, feel that game 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 speed again, and just feel good about himself and feel good about how that ankle is. You know, you, you know, that, that question's always that, he's always going to have that lingering thought in the back of his head. Can I still do this? You know, is it, is it ready? And the only way to prove that is to get that ball in his hands and uh, let him do it. I mean, it feels like you've got inside information here. I mean, have you been making some calls behind my back up to Athens? Yeah, no, 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 no calls, man. I'm just you know, going by, by what I've heard coming from out of there and, uh, you know, and, and how these injuries typically go. I think this has obviously been on the longer 
side of these injuries. Um, you know, was there a re-injury in there somewhere? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but I mean, I'm certainly, you know, we, we talk about six weeks minimum, you know, up to maybe nine to 12 weeks. So we're, we're at that. And I, I don't know exactly how many weeks it is, but it, we got to be at that nine. To 12, we're in, we're in that, uh, that span now. So it's, uh, he certainly should be getting in close to being back there. I mean, if he'd have broke it when he had the sprain, he would have been back quicker. You know, some people say sometimes it is better to actually break it and have it repaired. You know, the bony healing is easier to, to look at on x-ray and say it's healed. Where, you know, these are ligamentous injuries and they're soft tissue. So, you know, there's no, you know, you can't get an x-ray and just look at it and say it's, it's back to normal. It's really just him getting out there and doing it and saying, look, it doesn't hurt. I can do this. So who else is there? I mean, it's um, Marvin Jones that I see had an issue, or is it Darius? Uh, yeah, there, there was a few other things here I got pulled up here. Let me uh, pull it up again. Um, the, the Nylon Morissette, I think, was doing Yeah, Nylon Morissette had, had an injury, uh, had a groin issue, but I think he's, he's coming back in. Uh, Darius Smith, you know, had a, had the head injury or, like, head and neck kind of injury. Yeah. Uh, he's been back in practice. Um so you know, did Marvin did Marvin Jones have something? Did I dream that? I hope I did. Um, I don't see that. I don't, I don't have that. I don't recall reading about or hearing about that. So okay. Hopefully, I just dreamed it. But I mean, all in all, you know, you take um, Ad Mitchell aside and Nolan aside, mm-hmm. and we're pretty doggone healthy to be at this point in the year. I mean, I would say we have uh, we have definitely done well on the injury standpoint from the injury front this year. Um, you know, I think when you step into the season, you, you expect to lose two or three people, you know, just because of the nature of the beast, um, you know, having, you know, one down for sure in Nolan and having AD has been out for quite a while, but we know we certainly expect him back. You know, I think that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good year so far uh, from an injury standpoint. I would totally agree with that. You have done an amazing job in your debut. I well, mean, you know, I don't think I can take a whole lot of that credit right now. <laughs> We're uh, going to give it to you. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. It's, hey, look, you know, let's just hold on. We, we've still got a few more games to go, and uh, let's just let's just keep doing what we're doing. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed, we don't have any major injuries again this week. We're able to come out there with Big W. You can tell us you. That means we get to get to pretty much play a home game for the first round of the playoffs at Atlanta. I mean, we have, you know, it'll be hopefully we get our third game there in, in the Dome uh, this year at Mercedes. Um, you know, that'd be a big spot for us. You know, I think anybody traveling in from wherever they come from, you know, say, you know, things go like I expect them to go, you know, we'll say just go kind of like they have on paper, you know, we're going to look at either USC or TCU coming in. Mm -hmm. I kind of expect tonight to see USC jump to three and TCU stay at four. So I think barring both of them winning, I think, uh, uh, I think we or barring either one of them losing, I think we look at probably TCU coming and, and playing in Atlanta. All right, you're the first person to say that. Why do you think that USC jumps TCU? I mean, I, you know, just the way they've looked. I mean, if look at the film, like who do you think? Who do so? I mean, really, what they're looking at? Who do they think is a better team, right? And so we look at the caliber of what they've done, and and, I'm, and I don't want to take anything away from TCU, okay? Because there's something to be said about winning. I mean, they are undefeated. They have not lost, right? Mm-hmm. But some of the ways they've won, now they've beaten some people pretty good, but they've had some, you know, squeakers. Baylor, uh, for the most part, was a tough one for them. Well, you know, when I've watched them, and I've watched them play a good bit, and I've watched USC play a good bit, I think USC is a better team than TCU. Uh, you know, yes, they've got that loss. Um, 
you know, but they've beaten, they're coming off, you know, consecutive wins against top 25 teams, pretty, pretty sound wins against mm-hmm. with UCLA and then that game against Notre Dame. Uh, I think that Notre Dame game could have been a little closer if we take some of the turnovers away from Notre Dame, but again, they're creating turnovers. So yeah. um, offensively, USC looks, looks strong. Um, I, I expect to see USC jump, especially, you know, think, I think if both teams continue to win. I would think USC comes in at three, TCU at four. Well, I mean, if you just go by eye test alone, you say USC's at three and they're there. Exactly. And, and that's what I'm going. I'm, and I'll be honest. I mean, I stayed up last weekend and watched that, that U, uh, USC Stanford game. I stayed up, watched that Washington, Washington State game. I even stayed up, watched that BYU Stanford game. I was up all night Saturday night watching football. Um, and because I mean, I just love college football. And unfortunately, it's a, it's almost over. I got a little somebody sneaking in here. Special guest with you. Who you got yeah, there? Yes, coming in. She's going away now. She's a shower. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I love watching college football. So I, I was sitting here and watched a lot of these games. I've watched, you know, you know, I was able to get back from, from the tech game fairly early. Uh, didn't get to see much of that TCU game. Now, you know, they beat the, beat the fool out of them this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, just just watching what I've seen, I, I feel like USC is a better team. And yeah, I mean, I said I don't think we can't we can't beat either one of them. I think you know, I'll, I'll take USC if they put us here. I mean, think of what kind of matchup that'll be. You know, if we end up winning, say we end up win this week, and we end up with USC in the dome. I mean, and, and Mercedes. I mean, that's a that's a huge matchup with some oh, with some man. very uh, just some perennial uh, powerhouse uh, football teams there. And I, that's really what I'd rather see. I'd rather see the dogs versus USC just because, I, I mean, when was the last time that happened? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I has I mean, it go back to like the 1960s or something. I really have no idea when that, when that was. I mean, that's a good, that's a good stat to look up. A huge matchup. I mean, that's a matchup for college football. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why this playoff series is made. I mean, that's what people want to see, right? We, mm-hmm. we want to come out we want to see these big name teams play. And I think that's, that's really one of the drives of some of these, you know, these conference realignments and bringing these guys in for, you know, they say it's money, but because that's what we want to see. We want to see these primetime matchups. And, and that's what that would be. Um, I think Lincoln Riley's probably going to be a little upset with us after that, uh, that last, or that Oklahoma game a couple of years ago in the Rose Bowl in 18. So yep. he's going to have a little chip on his shoulder. Uh, but I mean, you know, tr- they're going to be traveling across the country, basically playing in our backyard home game for us. Uh, I think, you know, I don't know how well USC travels. I mean, they've got a lot of fans all over. Yeah, I, I can't see them traveling like we do. Yeah, I don't think they have the fan base, the rabid kind of fan base like we do here in, in Athens and Georgia. But, uh, you know, because you know, even watching that game on Saturday night, you, you see the stadium. I mean, they had their student section there, but it didn't. I don't even think the stadium was completely full when they when they panned out. Yeah, I don't think it was either. So, I mean, that's and that's could have been quite possibly their biggest home game of the year. So, yeah. There, um, there's, so there's, they can't fill up their own home games. What do you expect them to do when they come, you know, across the country? Being, you know, they'll probably be at least an eight or nine point underdog, maybe more. Um, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't see them coming. You know, and, and tell you what, I mean, that place gets loud. I mean, mm-hmm. when we have with some Georgia fans, I mean, it's going to be – it is loud. So, it's going to be a tough environment if we can uh, maintain and, and uh, keep it – you know, win this week and have that as a home game, which would be nice to have. And then I think, we travel across the country. I mean, I think they'll show up about as good as the Oregon fans, and I think they traveled as well as they could. But at the same time, yeah. they knew what was about to go down. And I think the the USC fans, who you know, by all accounts, they're not yeah. a rabid fan base, as evidenced by the fact that they don't show up for a big game against Notre Dame. They're not going to travel that yeah. well. And yeah. so it's like you said, it's going to be like a home game in the bins if that happens. 
Yeah, I, and I would love to see that happen. That made a huge game, big game, be fun to go to. Um, you know, certainly it'd be a tough game for us. It'd be a tough matchup offensively. They are they are very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Caleb Williams probably won the Heisman Trophy Saturday night with that performance out there. Right. Um, I mean, he he just kind of did whatever he wanted to do against that that Notre Dame defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to see how they match up with us. You know, um, defensively they're not they're not solid. I mean, I watched that when they played Stanford early in the year. It was basically a a hundred meter sprint. <laughs> you know, every time you got the ball, you're going to the end zone, no matter who it was. Yeah. Stanford you know, has some turnovers, and that Stanford team whose coach just resigned. Mm-hmm. You know, they won like, one or two games this year. So, yeah. uh, but, you know, it, it'll be interesting. There's still a lot of football to go, you know, this week. I mean, there's been, I mean, God, we had three teams in the top 10 lose this week, right? Um, yep. uh, telling, so, so, what's it? What if USC and TCU both lose? Right. I think if there's yeah. Ohio State back in there. Um, and Bama. And then, and then Bama, right? What you were saying a couple weeks ago. And I said, there's no way Alabama makes it in. Um, I mean, God, if Alabama sneaks in on this thing, uh, you know, I mean, I think it would take for sure both of them losing for Alabama to get in. Which yeah, is probably out of the realm of possibility. Okay. And probably uh, TCU losing. I didn't, know, I didn't look at the line. I'm sure. Is TCU favored? I don't even know what it is. Uh, yeah, I think they're favored against Kansas State. And earlier, they come up, you know, this matchup, TCU might not end the favorite in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, they're probably going to be a favorite. Yeah. Uh, but, I, I leave all that to Dogger to straighten me out on the lines. And I'll tell you, Kansas State looked good. I watched that game against Kansas, man. And, uh, you know, Kansas has got a good football team. You know, that, that uh, Li- I think Leibold, I think, is their, their coach this year. I mean, he has come in, and he has turned that program into a to a football team because they looked awful last year. You well, know, I they mean, came- they were they were up on TCU 28-10, to 10, and then yeah. you came that, back. That Kansas team was good. That quarterback is a young, I think he's a sophomore or something. He's good. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Kansas State, you know, had to take them down. You know, it was a tough game, and they ended up winning about 15 or 16 points or something. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, they, they were they were tested, okay? And it was some tough weather in the rain up there. Um, so, that, that, that Kansas State could win that game very easily. For sure. Uh, you know, the USC one, I don't know. They look good. I don't even know where they're where they playing that game in San Francisco. I'm not sure, but they're playing the team that beat them and probably the only team that in that that is in the Pac-12 that could beat them again, and that's Utah. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I thought Oregon was a team that could beat them, but I mean, oh my gosh, that Oregon Oregon State game! I, how did you give up that many points in the second half to a team that doesn't throw the ball? I have no idea. Yeah, Lanning blew that game. He had some real head scratchers, like going for it on fourth down inside his own thirty. I mean, he's I well. Know. You know, I, I, I give him that. He, there, if you look at the stats and you you look at these analytics, they basically were a toss up on that play for them. You know, that, that Oregon team has gone for it on fourth down a good bit, and they've gotten it most times on those short yardages. I think Bo Nix made a terrible read. He should have probably handed it off instead of trying to keep it himself. Um, you know, I think it's hard to tell the kid not to take take the ball out of his hands and give it to somebody else. Um, you know, but he's coming off of an ankle injury, um, and he's trying to make that play on his own one-on-one with that defensive end. If he hands that ball off, they probably got a first down and they win the game. But, I mean, he was doing that with a lead. Uh, it's just, I understand, but I think if you so I looked at there's an article, a very good article on uh, man, it was ESPN Sports Illustrated something I read yesterday. The analytics on that play were basically a toss up. If going forward or punting was roughly a six, go either one was roughly like in the 60% chance of winning. And if they got the first down, their percent chance of winning in the game went up significantly, right? So, um, I, I don't, 
I, I think if, if you are Dan Lanning, who is a very aggressive coach and goes for it a lot, I think that is a, that was a no-brainer for him. I think he was going for it and he knew it. Um, but but um, and I don't disagree with necessarily the call, other than maybe making that call and say you've got to hand this ball off because yeah. you're not going to be able to beat that guy with your with your bad ankle um, right now. Yeah. Uh, so you know I'm not you know those and those you know the announcers in the game were just they were all over landing giving him a hard time about making that call. But I think retrospectively going back and looking at it, I, I mean I still. I don't necessarily disagree with going in. I'm probably a more conservative coach or if I were coaching would have punted. But if you're that type of coach who goes for it and you base it purely on the analytics, I think he was right there at at the toss up mark. But at the end of the day, analytics don't always work. That's right. And, and, you know, that's, it's it's just another tool for you to use to make your decisions. You know, I think, and I think, you know, five years ago, nobody goes for that play. Right. I I mean, you know, the, the, the whole analytics coming out for football have changed the way coaching is. You know, people are much more aggressive on fourth down. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't looked at it, but I would like to know the numbers. If you take five years ago, how many people were going for it on fourth down, then compare that to how many are going for it now. I mean, I feel like it's all got to be almost double. I mean, it may oh, be yeah. more. I don't know. But, I mean, I feel like, you know, teams now, once they get close to that 50-yard line, the chances of them going for it are significant, especially if it's, you know, fourth and one, fourth and two. Um, so, then I just think it comes to you know how, are you a are you a riverboat gambler and you don't you want to do it every time or you just want to play you know, play the old you know conservative punt and play field position, um, but I think at that point he probably knew his his defense wasn't stopping there running the ball yeah and they had to make some plays themselves because Oregon State was just just running through them I mean they were pretty much putting the ball on the ground and saying look we're coming at you and you can't stop us and yeah. that's what they did. It was just a bizarre game all the way around. Yeah, I mean the punter just dropping a snap. I mean, oh, I mean it just you know it was, it was things going your way for Oregon State, but I mean yeah, yeah, it was like they were just meant to win. Yeah, and you know it happens, and so and so thanks. So again, so look at that. I mean, you know, we, we, that's the same thing. I mean, we're going to LSU. I mean, we got to watch out for these kind of things too. I mean, we got to watch out for these kind of mistakes. You know, that Oregon had that game in in hand. I mean, they were on their way to the conference championship game. And, you know, they were filling up the bus and then they got a flat tire. Right. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. It was, it was one of the most bizarre endings. Second half to a game I've ever seen. Yeah, it was. Well, I feel, I mean, bad. I feel bad for those guys. I mean, they, they played their hearts out to get that lead. Uh, but yeah, you got to play four quarters. I, I don't feel sorry for them because they got beat. We beat them by 46 points, and they still talk trash about how if they played again, you just can't do it. You know that. what? You know, I'd like to give them a chance. Come out here and, get, and get, we'll drop 46 more on you again. And let's, let's say, here you go. You just take it right on back to Oregon with you. You know, take it with it, I don't and, care what uniform you come in here with. You can wear bright gold and, I mean, whatever you want to come in here with. You know, you, know, you never know what you're going to get with them. They got, what, 100 different uniform combinations. Bring whatever well, you want here, and we'll send you right back with it. They'd have come down and lost by 45 and been like, see, we told you we were better. You didn't beat us as bad this time. You just give us 44 more chances, and we'll get the better you guys. Yeah, they may they may do that. Uh, good thing is now they're not going to get that chance. Uh, so maybe we get that chance to, to, to play USC. I mean, that'd be a huge match. I mean, I'd love to see it. I mean, that'd be an exciting game. We'll know a lot more about how this could shake out this on some levels. Definitely this time next week, but it definitely we'll know what's teed up after tonight, who they put at five and six. 
Yeah, and I think that could be a five and six. I, I mean, five and six is going to be is probably Ohio State five, Alabama six, right? Uh, you know, so the real question is if if one of them lose, I think Ohio State gets in. If both of them lose, then then it's a real a real con- conundrum. I mean, Alabama probably slips in. I mean, in reality, they probably do, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, I think yeah. Ohio State slips in above. Before yeah, I think Ohio State, Ohio State goes in above Alabama. They have to have, both teams have to lose for Alabama to get in. Um, so, but I've heard people say even if TCU loses, they've only lost one game and they had to play in their conference championship, so they're still they're staying in and they would just go to four. I mean, I mean, you can make that argument, right? right? But uh, you got to look at. I mean, again, you're looking at you got to pass the eye test too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. We saw what Cincinnati did last year. They went undefeated in their conference, and we saw what them coming down and playing Alabama in the first round to a game. I mean, that game was not even close. I mean, right. it was that game that was when the ball was kicked off, and that was it. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to look at these teams. You got to look at their whole scope of their schedule and, and what they've done and, and how good you really think they are. And do you really think TCU is a better team than Alabama? I do not. There you go. I mean, they, I mean unfortunately, you know, 10-2 and two or 12-1, and one, well, and that's where this whole thing comes into you're picking the teams that deserve it most or are you picking the best teams? If you're picking the top four best teams, Alabama's in there, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you got to weigh both of them, right? So if you got teams that deserve it and teams that are that can get there, so you still got to get there. You still got to be, you know, undefeated, one loss, maybe two losses to have your – to be in the conversation. And then when you get down to it and you got to, okay, make a decision one versus the other, you got to say, okay, who's the better team? Right, we start comparing them head to head. And say, okay, we've got a fourth spot here. We got a, a one loss TCU, we lost a conference game, and we've got a two loss Alabama team who lost to Tennessee, who at the time was the number one team in the country, right? I mean, let's let's don't take that away from them. Tennessee, now they came in and got their butts beat in Athens, but that was a very good football team uh, that's now injured, and you know they got they got beat, they lost that game to South Carolina. You know they had some injuries, um, and then you know and then they lost to LSU. Okay, and LSU has been kind of a bipolar team all year, losing to Florida State early, playing some good games, losing, getting bat, beat pretty good by Tennessee at home, and then beating Alabama at home, and then just laying a complete egg last week against Texas A&M. So let's just say, say what they are. They're not a very good football team right now. right? They were not a very good football team this year. So um, you got TCU who squeaked by a few games. You know, how strong is the, uh, is, is the Big 12? I mean, take what you want. I mean – I still think the SEC is a much stronger conference. I think ten and two record in the SEC is better than a twelve one record through the Big Twelve. That's my opinion, and I concur. But there's a lot of people that you'll hear on TV say, "Top to bottom, the Big Twelve is the toughest conference, the best conference in America." And I'm like, "What?" Well, let's just start matching them up, and let's just show who is. I know. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, it's, so, it's it's like a, a media driven narrative, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not trying to say the Big Twelve is not a good conference. They got some very good football teams, um, but I mean, I still don't think they're on the level that, that the SEC is right now. I'll be honest. You know, I think I think the Big Ten at the top is there. I think Ohio State, and Michigan are are in the conversation uh, there. But I think once you there, I mean, there's such a big drop off. I mean, who's going to watch that Big Ten championship game this week? Me. And, and Come on. <laughs> I don't, don't – hey, the spoiler makers could show up and well, – I mean, they certainly do that, right? I mean, but oh, my gosh, you talk about a lackluster. I mean, the Big Ten has got to be like, what are we doing? 
how do we get this conference championship matchup? I mean, I mean, what are the well, that's why, you know, that's why all of the divisions like are trying to look at going to the ACC model, which is one division, so you don't end up with a Purdue versus an undefeated Michigan. Yeah. You'd end up with a, a rematch maybe of Ohio State and Michigan, and over in the SEC, it'd be, I don't know, it'd be Georgia and probably Alabama, I guess, because, well, be. no, no, be. no, no, because Tennessee would have Tennessee won the tiebreaker. It would have yeah. been Tennessee. Um, and and then say if Hooker hadn't been injured, that would be a good, a, a stronger match, certainly a stronger matchup than I think of what we're getting. Right. Um, you know, I, 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 there's certainly some, you know, some positives to doing that. I think, you know, when we get these two teams back in, the new teams come Texas Oklahoma coming out, I think that's certainly going to be something they look at for this conference championship game. I think, you know, having the division, the two division model is going to be, uh, it's probably going to go away. You know, what kind of format we end up with after that, I don't know. You know, is it a pod system or is it kind of just a, you know, round robin kind of thing? And then we take the best two or what is it? But I think we kind of, I think the division system probably goes away. Well, if Sankey's talking about it going away, then it's probably going away. You know, he's floating, just going ahead and kind of putting it out there that we're looking at that model. I I think that's where we're headed. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the problem as good as the division model is, and I I don't have a problem with the division model. I think we just don't have enough matchups. I mean, we don't play enough conference games right now. I think that'll change too, probably. But I mean, we want to see. I mean, we, we want to go to Texas A&M. We want to go to Oklahoma. We want to go to Texas. We want to see these matchups. And with the division, you know, model that we have right now, you just don't get that every like ten years, right? Um, so I think we got to find some way to get, kind of get these these games uh, scheduled. Uh, have we even played Texas A&M since they've come to the SEC? Yeah, they came to Athens with two years yeah. ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they came to Athens two years ago, but we still haven't been out there. They came during COVID. Is yeah, right? that may be right. Yeah, I know they certainly did because I was there. Um, okay, but uh, you know, yeah, so we we definitely haven't been to College Station. Yeah, exactly, right. And you know, and I, I mean, I want to travel to these games. I, I, I'm first, first time, first chance we get going out there, I'm going. Right. right? Same thing. We go to Norman and we go to Austin. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said, like I said earlier, man, I love watching college football. I watch everybody play. Sit, sat on my back porch uh, last weekend with the. Uh, a little bourbon and watch watch football till about one thirty in the morning. Yeah, you stayed up later than me. Just to back up a little bit, I'm much more likely to go to Austin than I am to Norman. If you've spent any time in Oklahoma, I'm still going though. I, yeah, I'm not saying I'm a big fan of it, but I'm still going to be out there. Yeah, Austin is a hundred percent. There's no doubt in my mind. I might just go to Austin even if Georgia's not playing to go to watch a football game. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to definitely travel out to, to Norman as well. Um, so. Hey man, we got to bounce. I see um, No Sean's about to be here. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Look, uh, enjoyed it again. I always love football, man. We talk football all day long. All right, absolutely. Look, keep your fingers crossed. No injuries again this week, and uh, we'll find out on Sunday uh, who, where we're going, and who we're playing. Sounds good. All right, bud. See you next, talk week. next week. Okay. Well, it's official podcast is actually real now why i'll tell you why because we have dari noka from the sec network on our show how you doing dari wait i i made your podcast real you that's a problem there i don't know that i don't know that that's what's going to make your podcast real but i'm doing good i'm glad i'm glad you wanted to chat well, absolutely. Well, I feel like it makes it real and legitimate. And as you know, man, I'm a huge fan. And, and, and I got to tell you right out of the gate, man, I'm, I'm jealous 
Um, well, first of all, I'm jealous because you have arguably the best job in America. <laughs> well, I, I like my job a lot. Um, you know, I thought I had the best job in America uh, about 12, 13 years ago when I was hosting SportsCenter regularly at Bristol. And then I and then I I've since adapted to what you just said. I, I think I have the best job in America because I get to cover a, a conference that's always relevant, really nothing but college sports, and I get to live in a great city in the South in Charlotte. So the whole the, the whole package is one I wouldn't trade for the world. Man, and 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 you got this this year your your team that you're working with is is awesome. You know you got serious street cred with you on that stage. You got CD Chris Doring from Florida. You got Takio Spikes. Uh, from Auburn, who's a Georgia native, by the way. And, yeah, oh yeah. And then you got, of course, Mr. All Everything, Benjamin Watson. And, uh, you know, you guys don't seem like you're having a blast. You are having a blast. And I think your quote from Saturday night was something like, man, I can't believe they call this work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's true. Like, we, we really, um, you know, and, and this it was this way with with Chiswick, uh, a couple, you know, for he was with us during and I for five years. And He's still one of my best friends in the world. And then, you know, Ben comes in the last year of Chiswick last year. And then, and then of course, the Keo this year, it, it is, uh, you know, it's an environment that, you know, we're, we're just like college football fanatics and we get to spend all day Saturday watching it and talking about it on the air and off. Um, and, and over the course of, you know, those 10, 12 hours that we spend together, you know, we're giving each other crap all the time. We're, we're joking about each other. We're laughing at each other. We're, we're talking football. We're talking strategy. Did you see that? Holy cow. How are they doing that? You know, well, why would you go for two here? And it just by the end of the night, when we do that final show, um, you know, it, it's we've we've just kind of we're all at one where we can get a little bit delirious sometimes because it's been a long weekend. But two. Uh, we're so dang comfortable with each other that anything goes sometimes, you know, and, and it's great. You know, there's a group text that, that there's probably 20 messages a day that are flying back and forth about anything and everything, sports and not sports. So we are, we're a close group and, um, you know, hopefully that that's evident on TV. Oh, and it absolutely is. And, you know, by the time you guys are doing final at the end, you know, gosh, what are you, are you shooting that at like 12, one o'clock in the morning once the games are all over? And, you know, you're probably yeah, a little loopy. We're, we're typically, yeah, we'll typically start final when – when the last game on the SEC network is over. So that's usually in the 11, 11, 15 range. Uh, now, if there's an SEC game that's still going, uh, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not walking out the door until we've got that last game highlights and breakdown finished and inserted into that final hour show. So, you know, I mean, LSU played, UAB at nine o'clock on a Saturday night, two weeks ago, you know, we didn't walk out till about one o'clock, one ten in the morning. Uh, you know, this last week we walked out at, uh, about midnight because we didn't have a, a game that was any later than the one we had. So it just depends, but yeah, that's usually about when we're doing it. Well, and, and another thing that you have, you have a competitive advantage with your voice. I mean, you have a voice that was just <laughs> made for talking about sports. Well, I appreciate that. I, I I really have no idea where that came from, to be honest. I mean, like I'm I'm five eight, one sixty five. I am not a big guy, so I've got this. I guess I was just lucky to get this voice. But you know, it's funny. My wife Jen calls it my radio voice. So like, if, if she's hollering for one of the kids and they can't hear her, she's like, "Yo, radio voice, I need you." You know, and I'm starting <laughs> to yell up the stairs, Nick. You know, and uh, 
you know, at the same time, it can scare the kids. So, you know, which is also an effective use of it, I, I think, you know. Absolutely. stupid, uh, you know, I'll, t- I'll sound like I'm talking to Mel Kuyper and, and start yelling, and, and all of a sudden I've got their attention. So that's good, too. All right, I've got some quick hits here, simply in the spirit of getting to know you better. What's your favorite sure. food? Um, anything Mexican. Anything uh, Mexican. Any, tacos, nachos, uh, chimichanga. If it's Mexican, I'm in. Uh, chimichanga is the best dish to order at a Mexican joint. That's the true <laughs> test. That's the true test of how good their food is. Do they do a good chimichanga? <laughs> I think I've never really thought about it that way, but that does make some sense, for sure. It has to be crispy. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Favorite candy? Um, oof, gosh, I don't have like a go-to go-to. Um, generally anything chocolate. I'll, I'll take chocolate over anything except my favorite is probably those little sugar-covered orange slices. Uh, my grandfather used to eat those all the time. You know what I'm talking about? Those oh, chewy ones that oh, yeah. your teeth for a couple days. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do love those. That that's um, That's a throwback there. That's very retro, very nostalgic. <laughs> I, I get it. Yeah, it's polarizing too. A lot of people think they're disgusting, but I actually like them. I also like candy corn. A lot of people think that's gross. So whatever, you know. That's a little bit eccentric. I'll allow it. Um, <laughs> favorite <laughs> favorite rock band? Uh, ACDC. Not oh, close. Nice. Yeah. We played a little ACDC the other night. All right. Favorite vacation spot? Um. There's so many places I've never gone that I want to go uh, as far as where we do go or I have been. Uh, Whitefish, Montana. It was a place that I lived for two years. Glacier National Park. I, I took my son there in July, and uh, I remembered why I loved it so much when I used to live there. So uh, I want to take some more trips up there. Wow. Uh, I got some friends that moved there after Georgia and never left. Yeah, it's amazing. up there. All right. What vehicle are you driving right now? Uh, right now, I'm driving a uh, Jeep Wrangler Sahara right now. I like red, it. Red it, Wrangler, black hardtop. Very, very manly. I like it. All right. <laughs> now we're going we're gonna to merge back into football. As right. of, at Well, I won't say this part yet, but are you happy with Brent Venables? Yes. Yeah, I absolutely am. I'm not happy with Lincoln Riley. I am happy with Brent Venables. <laughs> so a little, a little knuckleball for the listeners you and I have a shared love of the Oklahoma Sooners because you are an esteemed graduate, as was my father. Yeah, boomer. I love it. So I grew up with the dogs, obviously, as my number one team, of course, but the Sooners were team 1B. And as you know, man, in the 70s, the Sooners led by Switzer and, and even into the 80s, man, they were a fun yeah. team to be rooting for. Yeah, yeah, I grew up, you know, I was born in 76, so I I, I, I grew up watching, you know, I, the 85 championship season was the first season I really, truly remember being dialed in as a fan, and, you know, hard to believe, honestly, that program's only won one since then, um, but no, it's, it's, it, they'll be a great addition to the SEC, you know, as you well know, the, the fan bases are very similar to the SEC, it fits geographically, and the passion is there as well, so. Yeah, I like Venables. I just think the rebuild was a lot, a lot steeper than people really realized. Yeah, you know, and, and to your point about Lincoln Riley, he raided the cupboard a little bit, maybe by even taking the future Heisman Trophy winner with him. Yeah, no question. I mean, USC's not to where they are, you know, by accident. I mean, he he's a great offensive mind, and he took a lot of talent with him. No doubt, no doubt. All right, 
So let's fast forward to current events because uh, we've got a few to cover. So on SEC final, you're controversial, somewhat controversial to some of your uh, your guys on there with you. Was you picking Bama at five? Now I don't think it's controversial at all, but please tell us why you did it. Well, so and I, I tell you, uh, Vol Twitter has let me know that they they don't appreciate that <laughs> because they beat Alabama, of course, head to head. So you know. My my theory is, and I and I really believe that a lot of people in that room's theory is, you know, what they say is they'll put head to head. They'll use head to head if they feel that the two teams are equal. So right, if you if you're equal, they'll use head to head to differentiate, and they'll use you know, okay, you were a conference champion and you were not a conference champion. Well, we're not at that point yet. Neither of them will be one. So are they equal? I don't see them as equal. You know, Tennessee beat Alabama on a, on a late field goal in knoxville what if that game's in tuscaloosa does that happen i would probably venture not you know alabama's two losses are both on the last play of the ball game uh, and since that happened tennessee gave up 63 points to south carolina that that bothers me so i don't see them as equal right now which is why i would put bama five well and not only that tennessee's a different team without hendon hooker there's no doubt and i do think joe milton's good i do too but but, but yes, Hendon Hooker, I still think, may be in New York on a Heisman Trophy night. And, uh, you know, uh, he'll probably watch Caleb Williams win it. But but he's a great he's a great talent and a huge part of, of why they were as good as they were. Now, you gave great analytics of, of what went into you picking Bama to be five. But somewhere in your brain, was it as simple as assessing Bama and the Buckeyes? And you looked at their body of work and you just simply said, you know what? I think Bama's better than Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, I think their overall schedule, just being a part of, of the SEC West, I think is, is more challenging. The way that they lost their two games, both against good quality teams on the road, as opposed and earlier in the season, as opposed to Ohio State, who got absolutely demolished at home in the last game of the season, and who'd had some, you know, some escape acts a little bit uh, in addition to that. So, I do think Alabama's better than Ohio State right now. I realize they have an extra loss but both on the last play of the game on the road. I mean, let's not forget LSU played for a title in 07 when we only had two teams that got that chance, and they had two losses. And what did Les Miles say? We were undefeated in regulation. You know, people realized their losses <laughs> were both in overtime and forgave them to some degree for that. Uh, I, I can forgive Alabama for their two losses if I think that they're better than Ohio State and or Tennessee, and I do. I forgot about that Les Miles quote. That's priceless. And, <laughs> and, and you know, the other thing is, like, if, if TCU, Michigan, USC, or Ohio State are playing Bama, who are you betting on? And I think we both know. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, for sure. I, I don't know about Michigan. I, I think certainly Ohio State, TCU, USC. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Okay, so the Heisman, do you, do you get a vote? I do, yep. All right, so tell me this. How does one become a Heisman voter? It's amazing. This So this is like 10 years ago. Um, Brett McMurphy, who's a friend of mine, who used to work with us at ESPN, he does it now, but he hit me up one day and he goes, hey, do you have any interest in being a Heisman? I said, hell yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, he, goes, he goes, all right, so Tim Henning, who runs, the guy's name is Tim Henning, who runs the Heisman voting group. He goes, uh, he hit me up asking if I knew of anybody because we're filling a spot. And I, I thought of you. So do you want me to hit him back? 
and give him your information. I said, my God, like now, please. Right. And so, you know, he did. And, and Tim hit me back. And so I've had a vote ever since. So um, for future reference, if they're looking to fill a spot, I'm available. You're available. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, cool. I'll pass on your info. Okay. So <laughs> give me your top three and I'll give you a heads up that we may do a little debating. So I don't have one right now. I'll be honest with you. And one, if I did, I couldn't really tell you I'm not supposed to right now mm -hmm. until after the voting is officially uh, publicized. But I am like, I am literally, when I get home today or tonight when the kids go to bed, I'm, I'm working on this spreadsheet. Like there is no obvious number one to me. Um, but I, I, I do this every year and I, I'm like, I'm charting, I'm charting statistics. I'm charting what I remember watching, special moments, big plays. I'm charting how they did in the games that I determine are quote unquote big games. Um, and I, and I do this for everybody. I've got like 12 names that I will even just consider doing this for. So I don't like my gut says right now, if I had, you know, had Caleb, but, um, I don't know. I, I really, I don't know. I like Bryce still. And I think Bryce deserves a seat. I like him to hooker, um, you know, Drake may, I need to look a little bit deeper into him. I know they lost their last couple of games. I need to look a little bit more into his role in that. Um, you know, there's C.J. Stroud. I, I don't know that I'm in love with C.J. Stroud like a lot of people are. He may still have winning it. I want to look deeper into Max Duggan uh, at TCU. Uh, I've kind of let this thing play out a little bit. I was interested in Blake Corum. Of course, he only ran it two times last week. He was injured. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to look at Bijan Robinson at Texas, who's been a hell of a player all year long. So I've got some work to do. The Bo Nix. I mean, I've got a lot of work to do. All right, so I'm going to give you a scenario, and I'm going to give sure. you a little, I don't know, I'm going to just lay something out for you, and I will tell you in advance that I'm the guy who printed out Mailman for Heisman shirts, okay? Mm. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, so what if CW, way, what if? Let yeah. on the spreadsheet, okay? okay. He's on the spreadsheet. Just okay. So you know. All right, so here we go. Caleb Williams bombs out. And USC loses. And then that's Friday night on Saturday. Stetson absolutely balls out. Dogs went yeah. big. He has several, you know, landmark Heisman moments. Yeah. Does he have a puncher's chance? And, and here's how I see it. Of all the people you've named, Stroud bombed the Big 10 championship. That was his chance to have his big moment. Yeah. And, and I think he and his cupcake schedule were exposed. Blake Corum, who you just mentioned, was hurt. You know, that's no fault of his own, but he was hurt at a, at a the worst possible time. Same thing right. with Hooker. You know, Drake May bombed against Tech. So, I mean, I think that takes him out. Yeah, and State, yeah. Um, TCU's quarterback, who you just named, Duggan, most of the time I can't even remember his name. <laughs> um, Bryce Young, I mean, I think he's, uh, you know, you can make a case for him. I just think you know, what happened with the season hurts him. He's Superman, David. Like, Alabama's 8-4 and four without, at best without Bryce Young. They don't beat Ole Miss without Bryce Young. They don't beat uh, Texas without Bryce Young. Like, they are best case 8-4. and four. And I don't want to hold it against Bryce that he doesn't have Jamison Williams and John Mechie again or Jalen Waddell and, and, and Devontae Smith. Like, he's got what he's got to work with, and it's not an elite group of wide receivers, but he makes phenomenal play after phenomenal play to bail his team out his numbers aren't as good as last year, but it doesn't mean he's not as good as last year, in my estimation. And all that, and I hate to say it and help make his case, but he doesn't play defense. 
That's right. That's you know, right. that's exactly. I mean, look, like Tyler Murray won a Heisman, Baker Mayfield won a Heisman, Jalen Hurts almost won a Heisman, all from the same school that doesn't play defense. Exactly. So, you know, and now that feeds into their numbers because they're on the field more, right? And they're having to lead their teams to more scores. But uh, yeah, I, so I think Bryce. I think Bryce is in my top three. We have to vote one, two, three. I just am not sure where. Okay, so let me finish up with the mailman. Yeah, sorry about that. Okay. You got him standing in front of you. He's been there the whole time. He went 14-1 and last year and won a natty. He's going to be 13-0 and this year. You know, he's the walk-on with no stars by his name. He's the guy that nobody, including his coaches, gave a chance to. And so they're going to make movies about him. I know this for a fact from sources. And he plays for – He's the most important player on Georgia's team. They're the best team in the country two years running. He can beat you with his feet. He can beat you with his arm. He can beat you with a fake field goal. And and all he does is win, and he's the definition of a winner. So, I, I mean, what more does this guy have to do to be in the conversation? Well, one, I don't have a mailman for Heisman T-shirt. Okay? I can make that happen. <laughs> Uh, so let me pick apart at a few of the things that you said. Okay. One, the best team in the country, two years running last year. Doesn't matter. Okay. Right? I, the Heisman vote is, is a one year situation. So last year doesn't matter Two, he is surrounded with talent and an elite defense, which I'm not blaming him for that by any stretch. Three. Yes. He's a tremendous story. And I think he's a really damn good college quarterback. Really good. But I don't know that he's as good as some of the guys that we're talking about. Um, if Stetson Bennett replaced Bryce Young at Alabama, would we see the same Alabama? I don't know. Maybe we would. Maybe we would, but we'll never know. I love Stetson Bennett. I absolutely do. I love watching the dude run with the football. Right. And I'm sick of hearing, you know, oh, it's a deceptive uh, speed. No, screw deceptive speed. That's a white man characteristic that, like, we, we a stereotype that we need to get past. Right. And because he looks like he's 35, you know, not 25. But, <laughs> like, this is – I really, really like Stetson. I just – I don't see Heisman when I think of Stetson. The other thing is, I like, one of the bugaboos about the Heisman to me now I find myself voting this way because they use there's a there is a tendency to have this in common, but whether you're ten and zero like they are, or twelve and zero, or ten and two like like Bryce is at Alabama, I don't need you to be the number one or two team in the country to get a Heisman vote mm-hmm. because that's more than just you. Now you're a part of it, but it's more than just you. So while I I love Stetson, I root for Stetson, I love the Stetson story, and I'll watch the Stetson movie. I just don't think he's getting a top three vote uh, by that many people. And if he doesn't get a top three vote by enough people, then he won't be one of the top four or five in New York. He, he's He's got to have to have any kind of shot. He's got to have Caleb having a bad night and he's got to have the night of his life in Atlanta. Um, and to your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, and that's the, like, think about that. That's the other that, Here's the other thing though. Like Bryce, he's, you know, his season's in the can. Hooker obviously can't play anymore anyways. Uh, C.J. Stroud's season is in the can. Voting it has to be in by Monday around noon. Um, so he, he, Drake May, who cares, right? He fell off the face of the earth, and he's got a tough day against the Clemson defense anyway. So, you know, there, all these other guys, 
a lot, you know, they're not playing. So it is, it really is Bryce. I mean, it really is Caleb and it's, and it's Stetson. Uh, There was a little while I honestly had Jaden Daniels at the conversation. Yeah. Uh, But, but not necessarily anymore, but you know, I I think I, I hear you on Stetson, but I just don't see him in New York. And I get that. And, you know, when you talk about just pure athletic ability, uh, you know, Caleb gets it. I get it. Uh, and, and the same goes with Bryce. You know, um, yeah. those, those are not the same team without those guys. No. Did you watch – did you have to watch SC Notre Dame? Oh, yeah. Dude, Caleb made plays that immediately made me think of Bryce. Yeah. Caleb, and, and stuff that I – even when he was a Sooner, I didn't really realize he was capable of doing. I mean, his elusiveness, his ability to make plays, throw on the run. I mean, I knew he could throw on the run. We remember the throw against Texas last year. But, you know, like I – he, he – He's a different dude than I than I think I fully appreciate it, and um, nothing but respect for that guy. Yeah, I, mean, I can't throw any rocks at him as much as I'd like to. Uh, I just can't. Um, that was an amazing game. Okay, switching gears. The the Hugh Freeze um, whole story broke last night. Give me your thoughts. Well, I always thought it was going to be him. To be honest, this isn't like a I told you so moment. I, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people very closely involved in the situation. I, I firmly never believed, uh, and I, I still don't, that Lane Kiffin was ever a top target. Um, I, I thought there were too many bridges for him and Cohen to cross, and I don't think they really got that close. Uh, I think Kiffin did a hell of a job of using that opportunity as leverage for Ole Miss. Uh, and, and Freeze comes in as a guy that, uh, you know, I know Chris Lowe got a beating yesterday for, for talking about we all have a past and freezes is serious. Like there's no question about it. And I know that there are, are groups, there's women, uh, women's groups that are anti freeze. They're against this hiring. It's going to be controversial for a while. Uh, eventually I would suspect it will probably settle down. Uh, the dude can coach a football team and, and he can recruit. And, you know, I know that, you know, it's not lost on John Cohen that the recruiting stuff that got Freeze in trouble at Ole Miss is essentially all legal now. Nobody's paying attention to that stuff. But, you know, the cell phone, the escort service, uh, it's it's not it's not pretty. And uh, he's going to come in with a lot of scrutiny. But as a as a football coach, uh, he's a damn good one. And, and I, I think Auburn will be better in the win-loss department with him. They're just going to they're going to have to clear some clear some, you know, off-field PR-type hurdles. <clears throat> and I pretty much ag- agree with that. You know, I think a lot of people would expect me to, as a Georgia guy, to start making Cadillac versus Escort jokes. Um, and the jokes kind of, <laughs> they, they write yeah. themselves with this guy. But, you know, who uh, out there wants, you know, the last 10 years of their lives put out there for the public to dissect? Um, and, you know, most of America lives in a glass house. So, you know. I, yeah, I mean, it, it is like not to not to like excuse it. I, I'm by no means right. am I trying to excuse what anything that, that that he did. But you know, I, I guess what do we say? We are a country of second chances, right? I mean, look, the SEC and the SEC said he's not welcome in this league, and that was about a five year period where they said he's not welcome. Like, you know, he cannot be an Alabama offensive analyst for Nick Saban. He cannot be part of Tennessee's coaching staff. He cannot come into this league. And eventually, they were he was green lighted by the league. The league says, you know what? He kind of paid his tenant his penance. Uh, he, he's okay to come back in, and and so here he is. 
he was not allowed into the Saban Witness Protection Program. <laughs> that produces future head coaches across America. That's exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. If the final four is Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC, who wins it all? Georgia. If the final I, I think when when Georgia is dialed in, there's nobody that's that close to them. Yeah. We, you know, we we've seen moments where they haven't been, but I, I can't imagine that Kirby allows them and and Bennett and company allows them to not be 100% focused and dialed in for every game from here on out. I, I think they're the best team in the country. I, and I agree with you. We need Georgia versus Oregon and not Georgia versus Missouri. That team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I agree. Agreed. I, yeah. And you know, I, I'm, I'm a little fascinated by this and you didn't ask her about this, but that's okay. I don't care. I, we're just having a conversation. Yeah. I'm just somewhere in the middle of South Carolina right now driving. Yeah. Um, if Alabama's five, okay, and SC loses to Utah and, and go use, then Bama gets in. The one little thing I'm watching for tonight is I, I don't believe the committee would want a Georgia Alabama semifinal. Really? I don't believe they would. Okay. Would the committee try to get out in front? Throw Michigan at one tonight. Say it's because of the strength of the best win in the country and the fact that it just happened. So that if if something happens, SC loses, Bama squeezes in at four, you've got Georgia in a two-three game, Bama in a one-four, and they're not facing each other. And, and the committee justifies Michigan at one by saying, Yeah, they've got the best win in the country and it just happened. I love that conspiracy theory. That is fascinating. Um, and it's also interesting that you say that the committee does not want Georgia, Alabama in a semi. Um, I don't know that for a fact. Right. I don't think they want, they don't, I don't believe they want a conference match. They say that they won't avoid it. Like that, that's the thing. We, we don't really care. We, we, we don't, we don't really try to avoid those things. I don't believe that. And if Georgia, Bama happens for the national championship again, that's one thing. But if they if they can avoid a guaranteed matchup of two conference teams, I think they would. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of logic there. Um, okay, how about this? Let's say USC loses their out. TCU bombs. I mean, bombs by like two touchdowns or more, really maybe three. Do Bama and Ohio State slide in? Yeah, the TCU thing I'm having a hard time with, to be honest. I uh, I believe they should be in anyway. I, I do have an issue with the undefeated team who goes into a conference championship game, earns their way there, loses on a weekend where teams that are not playing have a chance of getting in to the playoff and gets left out. Like Southern Cal lost a game. This would be a second loss to Utah. I'd be okay with that. You know, I, I have a harder time with TCU. So, doesn't? I mean, that's just my opinion. Does the committee think that TCU can survive a loss? You know, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if they've got them at three tonight, which I think they should. They will. Uh, but it could happen. I mean, like, you know, you're old enough to remember 2003, uh, K-State OU, Big 12 championship game, and Darren Sproles is still running for touchdowns. <laughs> he got lucky. 
and and still got to get in and, and get beat by LSU in the championship. You know, K State is funny. They've got Darren Sproles Jr. I mean, Deuce Vaughn is Darren Sproles again, and yep. they can certainly beat TCU. And they had let them twenty eight ten the last time they played them. So it's it's going to be a really I don't know. It's it's kind of a, a fascinating storyline to see that. I guess Alabama and Ohio State could both get in, um, but I, I would hate that for TCU, honestly. Yeah, but I mean now, I mean that's now you're getting a little bit emotional if you're hating it for them. <laughs> you're getting a little emotional because another thing that the way they could look at it is, you know, they get beat bad enough, they go, you know what, these guys have been tempting fate and flirting with yeah, disaster yeah. for so long, and it just finally caught up with them. Are they really a dominant top four team? And you can make the case that they're not dominant. Yeah, well, you're, and you're right. You're a hundred percent right about that. You're 100% right about it. Doesn't it feel like if TCU loses, though, because of the way they've been winning games, it will be a blowout? Yes. Like, it, it doesn't feel like K-State 31, TCU 30. Like, it does. It, it feels like 48 to 14. Like, it just, they have been, they have no doubt they've been tempting fate. K-State, I think K-State's the best three-loss team in America, and and the committee loves them, too, because they always put them, they rate them highly. Um, yeah, it, it could happen. It could happen, and and you'd be right. I mean, you could you could make the case that you know what they've been flirting with all year finally caught up to them. They're not that good, uh, you know. They don't make it. All right, let's go complete chaos. Let's go crazy here. Mm, okay. LSU beats Georgia. The spoiler makers beat Michigan. TCU loses. USC loses. Then what happens? Everybody loses. Everybody okay. loses. Georgia's in. Okay. Michigan's in. Okay. What's the TCU score? The TCU score is uh, KSU 35. I'm going to make it a little hard on you and say TCU 17. But it's a late trash touchdown that doesn't matter because they've been losing (laughs) 35-10. Okay. All right. I feel like I need to pull over for this. One. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'll go Georgia, Michigan, <laughs> TCU, Alabama. Oh, you leave TCU in under that situation? I, I think I'd leave them in. Hell, everybody lost, man. I everybody lost. So you want me to put Ohio State in above TCU? That is what you're saying. Just- After they got beat. Uh, like a drum at home in the last game that we saw. But did they, I mean, Michigan didn't truly pull away till what, mid-third? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, they've had a bad, uh, they had a bad quarter and a half, and everybody's throwing their season away. And yeah. I can't believe that I'm, like, defending my team that I can't stand almost the most in Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough scenario, man. Um, Georgia-Michigan. I just, like, I hate the idea of putting in two t- – like, this committee, right, they talk about conference championship. You'd have two teams that didn't even play I on know. Saturday in there if you throw Bama and Ohio State in there. Like, but, but look, it's, it's, everything's flawed right now in college football, and it's all an adjustment. We all just got to live with it and love it because we love it anyway. So uh, that's a hell of a scenario, man. I, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't. I think I'd definitely put Bama in. It would come down to TCU and Ohio State. You make you make good valid points. Well, so all of this gets solved to a some degree with a twelve team playoff, the Dirty Dozen. Um, 
What do you think? I know the Rose Bowl is kind of a hiccup right now, kind of a hurdle. When do you think we truly end up, at the end of the day, kicking that thing off? Yeah, I think it's probably not 24. I, I would say 25 would be our best bet. Okay. Um, you know, and that's kind of when it started to feel more and more like, oh, you and Texas coming to the SEC as well that year. I, I used to think 24. I don't necessarily anymore. Uh, so I, you know, I think, I don't know, you know, like if they want it to happen, they can make it happen whenever. I think we certainly, I want it by 24. I think most people do, but it doesn't sound like those talks have made the kind of progress that they'd hope they would by this point. Right. Yeah. I, I, man, I wish it was sooner just cause it, yeah. it's just so bizarre that arguably America's favorite sport has, a, you know, a, a group of 13 people arbitrarily and subjectively picking who gets to go to the playoffs. I mean, no other sport has that. No, I mean, no, they don't. But like, this is a sport whose foundation was built upon AP voters and, and, and UPI slash, you know, coaches poll slash SIDs of programs deciding uh, you know, who wins a national championship when the top two didn't even used to play each other. So, you know, to say that, you know, to, hang on one second here, to say that, uh, I'm just looking at my GPS there for one second. I didn't want to miss my turn. But like, so to, to say that, you know, a 13 person committee that puts four teams in is irrational. Like the whole sports history has been a little bit subjective completely subjective and irrational in naming champions i mean how many times in the past have we had co-champions uh so you know it, it's one of those things i think it just kind of comes with the territory we love it or we don't uh you know we love the sport so we just kind of go with whatever but i think the 12 team playoff it's still going to be in, in you know like let's not forget like yes conference champs will get in which is great not not that i want to see purdue in the playoff if they beat michigan but you know, conference champs would get in, but then the other six are still going to be determined by uh, how that same committee votes one through 12 or one through 20. So, you know, they're still going to have a say so. So that leads me to this question. Do you know if we applied the BCS formula to today, who the top four would be? No idea. Do you, I'm assuming you do. No, I, I don't. It just popped oh, into my, it just yeah, popped no, into my head. I think that'd be interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I have no idea what it would be. Let's, let's uh, conference in Jeff Sagarin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. That's exactly who we need right now. Um, okay. So let's just say for the sake of argument that Georgia wins it all. Would you say that you could arguably make the case that this is the dawn of the dog dynasty? Mm. That is a, I hate the word dynasty. I know. But, but, yes. Yeah, because, you know, one, it, it, it clearly shows that they will have surpassed Alabama and they probably have anyway. Um, and that's the hump that, you, anybody's had to get over. Uh, Clemson kind of started to, uh, and, and then probably flatlined with Alabama, and now they they've fallen. But I think Georgia would would be considered the preeminent program in college football with what Kirby's been able to build, and, and 
if they win it again, then you could use the word sustain. So while I hate the word, nobody else would have a case to it, you know? Right. Well, I sure hope that happens, as you might have guessed. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. So I, I would love to swing by and give you guys a mailman for Heisman shirts. Where are you going to be camped out and set up on Saturday? Oh, that's cool. Uh, so, well, Saturday, uh, I'm not doing anything programming-wise Saturday. All I'm doing is Friday. So I've got a couple of shows Friday that we're doing from the Fan Fest in the World Congress Center. Okay. So... Uh, that's where we will be set up uh, all day Friday. Saturday, I'm not 100% sure where they're setting up. Uh, SEC Nation will do a show. Right. And uh, I'll be I'll be heading back to Charlotte to watch it on TV, watch the game on TV. Gotcha. And then, uh, gosh, you've uh, you got to get back in the studio. So I'll be back in the studio Sunday. Yeah, so Saturday I'll drive back, or I'll fly back, actually, Saturday. I'm going to do Daria Mel on ESPN Radio from Atlanta, then I'll fly back Saturday. Uh, and then on Sunday I'll go in and uh, – We've got uh, we've got our bowl our bowl show at that point, so we'll talk about the playoff. We'll talk about the, you know where everybody's going and look start looking ahead at bowl matchups in the SEC. So when you fly back, are you on um, the SEC Network's Gulfstream Five? Uh, uh, heck no, brother. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm somewhere sitting back in coach, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, hoping to God I'm in an aisle seat. Doesn't matter. The, the second that I sit down in an airplane. Uh, I'm snoring for everybody to hear. I, I'm out. I can't. I cannot stay awake on an airplane. I don't care how much sleep I've just got. I I get on an airplane as uncomfortable as the seats are, uh, especially when you can't you know kick that back back any yet, uh, and I'm still asleep. So uh, yeah, I don't even know who I end up sitting next to most of the time. Well, that's a gift. Uh, let me tell you, it's one I, I wish it. I had because I can't do it. But um. Man, Dari, thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us. It has been just an absolute pleasure. Oh, you got it, man. I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. It's been fun. Hey, it's, it's been an entertaining way to kill a chunk of this drive, so I thank you for having me. <laughs> well, I can, I can keep talking if you want to, but we won't have enough room on the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I actually was talking to my wife when you called. I'm like, oh, let me call you back, so I just need to let her know I'm not dead. <laughs> Well, I want to make I want to make sure that everybody knows to watch you on the SEC Network. You guys have a great show. I record it literally every week in case I don't stay up. And if something happens and I don't record it, I'm just I'm looking for a friend who recorded it because wow. I'm I, I got to know what you guys had to say about it. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Like that's that's what we want. That's what we want, you know. And um, we take a lot of pride in that show. We re rebranded it last year from SEC Now to SEC Football Final just to set it apart a little bit. It seems to be the show that uh, most people refer to when they talk about our network, and I'm, I'm thrilled with that. Oh, absolutely. You guys just, you're so comfortable, and it's just, it's obvious that it's not manufactured. You guys are friends, you got chemistry, and it really comes across. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's good to hear. That's what we want right there. Yeah, man, it's working. Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, I, I appreciate you having me. I really do, David. This has been a lot of fun, man. Absolutely. Let's do it again. Yep. Sounds good to me. And he is back, ladies and gentlemen. No Sean Marino. What's up? Woo! Hey, what's going on, Mad Dog? You already know. Thank you for having me back. Had to show, show back up, you know what I mean? So, nah, it was good to be back. Good to be back. Man, it, I had... So much fun on your podcast with Kay and Blaine this week, man. Thanks for having me. And by the way, tell everybody about your your podcast, the name, where to catch it, all that stuff. 
Yeah, uh, we do an SEC podcast. Blaine, uh, the, the host, Blaine Gilmer, um, and another player that played for Georgia, Tavares King. He also played with the Broncos with me a little bit, and he jumped around the league. But, uh, yeah, it's us three on there, and we chop it up, SEC ball. Um, we, you know, we go twice a week pretty much on Wednesdays and on Sundays you can catch us. You can catch some content throughout the whole week as well. But it's called the SEC Takeover Pod, and you can find that on um, on Twitter. You can find it on Twitter. You can find it on um, YouTube. Um, but once you type that thing in, it should jump on up. So, yeah, come check us out, SEC Takeover Pod, baby. I need to come on there and get some podcast lessons from you guys. So I, I can't – can I get to it on Spotify? I believe so. I believe you can get it on, there on Spotify as well. Okay. If I'm not so, mistaken. Okay, um, so Takeover Pod. Yep, SEC Takeover Pod. Yeah, SEC, SEC Takeover Pod. pod. All right, yep. Just think of SEC and we taking over SEC Takeover Podcast. Yeah. SEC I Network. It. I love <laughs> it. So you guys, you know, what what is the I think I know the answer to this question, but who are you calling as the winner in this weekend's game? Oh, for, for the well, all right, hold on now, because you know it's a couple of little games going on. But what, you talking about the Georgia, Georgia? You talking yeah, obviously talking about Georgia LSU. We got to start SEC first. So who who you got? Oh, yeah. So we, um, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting game. Um, LSU coming off that loss, where I think she, they should have lost that last game, um, and it kind of was caught slipping a little bit. So I think Brian Kelly and his staff will have the guys ready. It's a tough matchup for Georgia. I mean. Um, Jaden Daniels, the way that he's running the ball, the way he's being able to protect. He only had one turnover. If that, yeah, he has like one, but I'm not sure if he has any more. But last time I checked, it was only one. So he's protecting the ball, you know, and he's making plays with his legs. So I think uh, I think the front for Georgia, though, will be able to hold him and contain him in there and make him um, really have to use his arm and to hit the to hit those guys that he has on the outside, you know, I mean, he has some good receivers on the outside. So I think Georgia would make it difficult for him to scramble and make him have to do it with his arm a little bit more. And that's, I mean, not that saying that Jaden can't do it. Um, he could definitely do it with his arm. He has a good, decent arm, but um, he's the kind of player that likes to really get it done on his legs to kind of get him moving and kind of get him in rhythm and then do it with his arm. So I think, you know, if Georgia could kind of could contain that, it, it would kind of rattle him. And um and we can get to him a little bit. So I think Georgia comes out with this one. I know Kirby and the staff will have something dialed up for him. Um, and I feel like in the last couple of weeks, Georgia's kind of been holding on to a lot of plays. Just you know, you know, no reason to show all the hand right now, especially during uh, versus the teams that they were playing to come towards the end of the season. So uh, I think he'll have some plays lined up that can score on LSU and. At the end of the day, I think we win. I hope we win. You know what I'm saying? Um, I if they, oof, I don't even want to talk about if they lose. If they lose, I think we're still in the final four. I think we're still in there somewhere. Um, but it's definitely not going to look good. But I think Georgia goes ahead and, and handles business this week versus LSU. You really, to me, drilled down to the, the essence of of what's going on in here when you say Georgia's got some plays that they're holding on to. I agree with that. I agree with exactly what you said about their quarterback, Jalen. He is dual threat. He's very dangerous with his feet and arm. I think yeah. it works. I know it works to George's favor that he's a little bit beat up. Um, they said he's in a walking boot, and you, you saw. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, he's. But I mean, he's going to play. Don't worry. Right. I, I don't know if you saw the game the other night, but he took some really tough hits on his leg, on his ankle. 
And I, and I really, I didn't think he was getting back up. I was shocked. Really? And hats off to him because he's he obviously a tough dude mm. and, it, and played it out. But, you know, a fully healthy uh, Jalen is scary. Right, right. You know, and, and hopefully, you know, I don't want to say I hope he's hurt because I don't hope he's hurt, but I hope mm-hmm. he's not as deadly with his legs as he can be. And this game, man, it, it, people think, oh, they lost to A&M. George's going to blow them out. I don't think that way at all. No, I don't, no, I don't think that way either. I don't, I don't necessarily think it's going to be a blowout. I feel like LSU's defense, they do play really well. Their front, you know, front seven and front four especially, um, they can get after you and they can make some plays. And once they get on the roll, you know, it could be trouble. So I agree with you on that. I don't think it's going to be a, a – well, I think they have it at 16, right? Uh, the, it's crazy. spread. Yeah, I mean, I can maybe see that. I can maybe see you know, it's like two tugs. You know, I can see if you know if that if LSU is not rolling, you know, and Georgia just rolls down the field. We have our run game going, and then you know our percentages in the red zone of scoring are pretty high. So I think if we can continue to do that, it can get to that sixteen for sure. But um, it ain't gonna look. It ain't gonna be crazy. I don't think. But like you mentioned, um, if Jalen Jaden. Um, is limited a little bit. I mean, you got to think, but he's their leading rusher. You know what I mean? Not even a running back. I know Josh Williams um, has came on late and was definitely helping him out. Um, but we're talking about their leading rusher is their quarterback. So if mm-hmm. he's out and he can't run, um, that can put a lot of pressure on their, on their receivers for sure. So from the Pac-12 championship, the Big Ten championship, and the Big 12, of those three games, do you see an upset in there anywhere? Oh crap! What what, what uh? Who's in those? Okay, no, we got we got you uh, know I do the SEC baby. I know. We got uh, Big Twelve is uh, Kansas State versus TCU and Dallas and Jerry Kansas World. Kansas State. Okay, Kansas State. I'm gonna go ahead and just give it to TCU on that one. Um, okay. I would have to. I mean, I haven't watched too much of, especially at Kansas State. I haven't watched too many of them. Uh, I watched TCU a little bit. Um, last couple games um, I watched, and they look okay. Um, so I, I'll give it to TCU on that one. All right, on that one, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to. You going to go? You going to go Kansas State? I'm going to go Kansas State. I think a lot of people were going Kansas State though. I mean, well, tell me, tell me something about them. I need well, to know. I mean, they, Kansas State had TCU down 28 to 10. I mean, they had them on the ropes, and then TCU came storming back. And I just think that T- Kansas State's just going to be playing loose. They're going to be uh-huh. playing a little bit angry that, that they let that one get away from them, and they're just going to come in there with a chip on their shoulder and something to prove, and, you know, they, they want to ruin mm-hmm. TCU's season. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's that's the goal when you're, like, you know, the underdog in, right. in these games. And uh, so this is their second time playing. They played earlier in the season, and they're playing again. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, TCU's at four right now. This, I mean – this is what I would hate to see. Go ahead and you say know, it. You Go know what it is. It. Yeah. What, what if Alabama sneaks back up in this thing out of nowhere? Like with two losses, it's it's and, and they're dangerous. You gotta think about their losses. And I know we talked about it on, on the show last week, or maybe we didn't, maybe it was just with me and the guys, but the losses that Alabama have are a combined score of like four points. I mean, right. they were all close games and mm-hmm. uh, one coming in the last play of the game. And I don't even remember what the other one was. So it's not like they're getting blown out. So there's still a dangerous squad. And you know Saban is in their ear like, hey, 
we getting ready because we're about to get up, get up in that thing. So and if they do, uh, they're going to be dangerous, man. And then we would potentially Georgia will potentially be seeing them in, in that first in that first uh, playoff game. So I don't want to see them in the first game. Let me just say that I don't want to <laughs> see. Them. I want to see TCU. So I'm hoping they win. I'd rather play a TCU um, over over Alabama. Well, you know what I'd like to see. I, first of all, yes, I agree with you. I would love to see us play USC. Yes, have, yes. Have them come all the way this way, and then I've asked the question, and I don't know the answer to this. I'm going to ask our producer. Hey, Scott, will you mind looking up Georgia's all-time record versus USC, please? Mm. Because I don't know what it is. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> got to be a low number, like, you know, a couple of games. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Georgia, Ohio State, or Georgia, Oklahoma. You know, maybe one game they've ever been played, but – um. I just think it'd be cool, man. The pageantry, you know, the the iconic uniforms, you right? Know, their band playing their fight song, and us playing ours, and and the bends. It's, it's a cool stadium too. I don't know. I just think I, that'd be a dope scene. Hey, I agree with you on that one, actually, because I I thought that would be a cool game, also. Is um, it would be interesting to see how many times Georgia and USC has met up. Um, but th- that would be exciting. We talking about. Uh, a, a Williams, what's his name? Kalen, um, Caleb, a K- Caleb, sorry, Caleb Williams. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about a potential Heisman. I mean, the way that he's been playing this year has been ridiculous. Um, I think he's up there at 3,700 yards passing. I mean, he's up there, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think that would be a, an exciting game to see if our defense can kind of put a stop to that mm-hmm. in our corners and just, just uh, the whole game in itself. And I would love to see what Stetson can do back there, also versus their versus their defense. So I agree with you with that. I, I would love to see just that game, the atmosphere in that game uh, versus USC. That would be awesome. Hey, hold on, we got an answer. They played three times. A word. Do we know the record? Oh, we're what? O and, we're zero and three against USC. Ah. Uh. So That's we gotta gross. get we gotta get a W, man. We got we have to. We have to. And I got a lot of USC right. I have a lot of USC buds. Um so that would be awesome just to be able to talk to them like, hey, you know when we saw them, y'all boys, we we <laughs> smacked y'all. <laughs> And, but that's that's tough. That's upsetting that we're zero and three versus them. You know, you don't usually see that. No, no. I mean, like all time, we're one and zero against um, Ohio State. We're one and zero against Oklahoma. Obviously, we know we played um, what you digger Bama a bunch. I don't, I don't yeah. know what our record is against Michigan, other than I know we won the last one. We won the last one, right? Um, so, so, are you are you trying to come to like the SEC championship or the? The semifinal? Or are you just saving it up for LA, or what? What's going on? <laughs> I might have to do them all, honest. Um, <laughs> and I forgot that the chip is in LA. I got a couple of buddies that live out there, so I'm at. When is that? February? No, January. man, that's January 9th. January, okay. Uh, Super Bowls in February. I yeah, I believe. If I'm gonna say, okay, cool. Yeah, no, no. I think I'm gonna go to both of those. Uh, I'm gonna try to get to um, both of them anyway. Um, okay, but especially you're, that you're, last one. You're not coming this weekend. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I might slide through. I'm thinking. I'm gonna okay. try to get to that one. Talk to TK, and uh, I might try to slide through. What you got going? Wow, you got you got a, a tailgate or something going on? Man, I'm just trying to work out my ticket as it is. I'll probably just be <laughs> zipping up and zipping back. You know, the bins the bins didn't set up all that great for like a tailgate like Athens is. You know, it's parking decks everywhere. 
um, kind of an urban setting. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm going to go to that. I mean, I'd like to just make a run here at the end and I, I'm going on the assumption that no matter what happens, we're getting in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right. Why not keep going to the games while they're there? Now, now where's the semi at? See, the, see, if we win, then the semi is the Peach Bowl, and it'll be right back at the Benz. Oh, versus whoever is at number four. Right. Interesting. Okay. Well, okay. So, win is back there again. At but they lose. It's not there? Well, it it's all has to do with the proximity of the highest-ranked team. Oh. So, like, if if we lost and then, um, say, TCU somehow managed to be at number one, then I think – I mean, it's a crazy formula. I'd have to have it in front of me to be yeah, able to – Yeah, that's going to be crazy. But, but be the gross. other I, – I can tell you this. The other bowl is the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona. So, one game's there, one game's Atlanta. Okay. Okay. Oh, interesting. Well, hopefully, you know, we haven't got to think about that much. You know, hopefully those boys go out there and take care of business. And I, I just believe they, they will. You know I mean? Even though it is a tough opponent with LSU, I think Georgia's a little, just a little more talented. And, uh, but you got, I'll tell you what, Brian Kelly, you got to give him kudos, man. Uh, you know, first time new head coach to, to the SEC. Um, started off a little rocky with that first loss, and mm-hmm. they kind of went on the run. And Jaden, from that first game to where he is now, has just looked tremendous it's totally different to me even though i like how he looked at where is he arizona where was he at mm-hmm. where was he yeah yeah arizona arizona state or right. one of those two um yeah. uh so you got to give him kudos to him and his staff to, um the way lsu has been playing they look really good and i mean he's got them to the to the you know the the championship the sec um championship so but at the same point he did inherit like a, a, a pretty decent team at that point. I mean, yeah, had a couple of transfers come in. I will be interested to see how he's how he how the recruiting class goes, how he can get some more players in there, you know, going forward after these after these guys leave, like some of the receivers the booty uh, and some of the other guys. I want to see how the team looks then. But no, hey, he, he did a good job. He's doing a good job this year. So is Booty is he is he moving on to the league after this year? He shouldn't think? be. Let me know that he shouldn't be gone. Um, what year is uh? It just seems like he's Booty. been there a while. Kayshawn, uh, he's a junior. It says. Yeah. Uh, so, I think he's gone. You think he'll leave, even though he's a junior? Saying. Yeah. I can see that. I, I just don't know how high he goes. I mean, his season, I mean, he hasn't had – I mean, he's definitely started off rocky, um, but he, he hasn't had – huh? He's he only correct. had yeah. – Yeah, you're right. He started out rocky, but has he kind of picked it up? A, a, a little something-something. He, he has um, – how many tugs on it? He only has one. I can't be right. He only has one touchdown in the season, 431 yards. Uh, yeah. Reception. That's crazy. That's not a lot, man. No, um, it's not. It, that's really it. I didn't think it was that. And then, you know, they have a guy b- behind them, uh, Jeray, Jeray Jenkins. He has five tugs. You know what I mean? He's been playing really well. I think that's a younger guy. Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, Booty, I mean, he hasn't had a, a – no, nah, no, nah, that Jen, Jenkins is a senior, so that's interesting. Um, but for him to leave on that kind of season, uh, that's tough for me to say. I mean – you're looking at like a fifth round pick at that point. Yeah. 
I don't know. know. I think he might have to stay for one more. Or you know, you got you got to think about these these kids now. <laughs> they just quick and go go ahead and transfer. They they quick to transfer and go to another school and maybe maybe that's something that he thinks about at the end of the season. Maybe I'll go somewhere else and and give my talents there. Or or LSU gets wind that he's going to hit the portal and they go, hey, I've, we seem to have found some NIL money for you. <laughs> just gonna, you just need to stay here to get it. Funny how that works out now. That is crazy. Oh, man, that's crazy. But you're right about that also. Yeah. I was I was telling somebody today, I would love to see a graphic that shows, okay, top 25 players around the country ranked by NIL money and, you know, who the endorsements are with. And then I'd like to see top 25 dogs on Georgia and where they rank with NIL money. That data has got to be out there somewhere. I just don't know where it is. Interesting. You know, the longer that this goes – that, that data definitely will will pop up, or someone will figure something out. I would love to see that also, man. Because I mean, you think you could think that like a stats is getting paid some some big dollars, um, but then you you think of a Caleb Williams too. He got to be getting paid too, right? And, oh yeah, big time. Yeah, so you know that is interesting, man. It's just crazy that the kids could get paid now. And that's a good thing, you know. What I mean, it's just we me, you know, we all talked about this when this when it first came out. Uh, TK and the crew. Um, we just hope that there's some financial uh, people in, in, in those uh, in the schools that can at least you know push guys in the right direction of you know protecting their money and protecting their investments and stuff like that. Because I mean that's a lot of money just sitting around. You know I mean you're a young twenty year old. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. So make sure they put some back. Yeah, yeah, to do, you know, just make sure that they ain't out there blowing it, some kind of financial advisors and things like that. So, but you yeah. would hope, you, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. got, they have to, they have to. Mm-hmm. That's got to be like part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so give me your, I don't know, give me your top three Heisman from third to first. Oh man, that is messed up. Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> it didn't give me no time. Think about that one. Um, so for me, from from third to first, I don't know who I would put at third. I'm I'm just trying to think. What I know doesn't Michigan have a running back over there? That's uh, pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they do. Uh, Blake Corum, but he's injured. Oh, is he? He's been injured for a while. Oh, okay, I thought they had someone over there. I Man, it's tough. I think Caleb has to be number one. I'm going for number one first. I mean, Caleb, the numbers that he's doing, the way that the team is playing, I would believe that he's number one. And Jalen Jalen Daniels was up there for a long period of time for me as well. That he could have been like top five, um, but they just kind of fell off there towards the end. And I think the voters will kind of look at that. Um, man, I can't think of anyone. Who who's two and three for you? Well, is Caleb even in your one, two, and three? Oh yeah, absolutely, he is. Um, okay, you know, I just feel like like injury kind of. I, I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't disqualify you, but it definitely hurts you, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, um, Corum did not get a chance to shine against Ohio State, so that hurts him. Hooker. Blew out his knee. 
Didn't know if right, right. I forgot about Hook, right? That hurts him. Drake May, quarterback at North Carolina, bombs against freaking Georgia Tech. You're out. You don't get to lose to Tech and win the Heisman. Um, uh-huh. Bryce is elite, but he. Had oh, this- yeah. I forgot about Bryce. So Why not? One- think- That's crazy. And- I forgot about Bryce. The- but they the can't hand- give it to him again. I know. But on the one hand, it's like, okay, Alabama's 10 and 2. Well, it ain't his fault. He doesn't play defense. You know, right, right. It, it did his part. And, uh, and so, you know, he got his well, team. You know, it's so funny. We didn't say Stroud, though, right? Well, what I was going to say, you know, Stroud kind of, he lost it to me last week when he threw two picks at home against Michigan. Mm. So I start going, okay, to me, it's, you know, I forget the name of the TCU guy. What's his name? Duggan. I don't, I don't even know what his stats mm. are, but I just know he's definitely not a, a sexy pick. I, I'm saying yeah. it's between – here, you're like this. It's between Caleb and Stetson. No. Yes. Yes, hear me out. Hear me out. Caleb, yes. Caleb bombs. Caleb's going to bomb Friday night. He's going to lose the Heisman. He's going to lose the Pac-12. He's going to lose their way out of the CFP. Stetson's going to blow out LSU and have like five Heisman moments. And people are going to go, you know what? There's really nobody out there that's head and shoulders above everybody else. This guy won a natty and he's about to win another one. Let's give it to him. Why not? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. And his team is undefeated. He is playing well. Um, only got like six picks on, on, on the season. He's going for a 3,100. You know, um, he's playing really well. Let me give you a stat. Let me give you a stat. I see a little Stetson, something. Stetson, Stetson has thrown 12 balls inside the four-yard line completed that ended up being rushing touchdowns the next play. So that's where you have like hidden statistics where – you know, a lot of other teams would have been like, oh, man, we got to make sure CJ, CJ Stroud or, you know, or Caleb or whoever, mm. man, we got to throw another ball, make sure he gets that TD. Mm. We're pounding the rock, baby. We're making sure we get that right. six. Right. No, we're, we're, we're sending um, Kenny Mack. You know what? In there. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And, I mean, he's shown some, some, some big highlights, especially with his legs um, that he hasn't shown last year. And scored on this year, you know, where he's making people miss at the goal line, like you said, and um, and scoring himself. Um, and, and a lot of and it, it's just besides that, it doesn't always look that sexy. It's just like yeah, boom, mm-hmm. boom, giving it to, uh, to to Kenny, to Kenny Mac, and um, letting him roll, or some of the other fellas out there, so or Brock Bowers, you know, to give it. Oh wait, we didn't even say Bowers though. I know. No? I, I think that could be something up there as well. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And people talk about him being the best pure right. football player in the country, but tight ends just don't win it. I know. And the same thing when I think about um, um, Quinshawn, uh, Quinshawn uh, Jenkins from um, from um, Ole Miss. He's yeah. a running back. Quinshawn. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he's, he's a freshman. He's a younger cat. Um, had a really tremendous season. I think he's – uh, in the SEC, he had a, he's the leading rusher um, with like eleven hundred and some change. Um, they, I don't, you know, they don't give it to run. They feel like they don't give it to any other position but a quarterback, right? <sighs> Which is messed up. I don't know. At some so, point, that's just it turned into the quarterback award. 
Right, right. Well, you got a point with Stetson. Um, but if Caleb keeps this up, I well, do. when do they when do they make this this uh, this this? Um, it's it's the week after the Saturday after this Saturday when there's really no games. But hey, let's be honest, it's Caleb's to lose. Yeah, I mean he he's in the house right now practically. All he's got to do is just go out there and have a, a – he doesn't even have to have a showy game, just a reasonable game, and it's his, I think. Yeah, I mean, let me see. I mean, look at his. If I look at his stats, he's averaging more yards than Stetson. Um, he has way more touchdowns. I think Stetson only has 16 passing touchdowns, which is – doesn't that seem kind of light? I feel like yeah. that's light. can't believe he only has 16. Um, yeah, he only has 16 uh, touchdowns. That's crazy. Caleb has 34 with only three picks. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it is his to lose, I feel like. With the 3,700 yards passing, yeah, but it's his but, to lose. But here's, here's, here's the other thing you got to look at is he's got great stats, but he's got great stats against Pac-12 defenses. I mean, <laughs> it, they're playing video games out there, man. You know, they're just <laughs> – they're just that's true. They're, I mean, we always think about that and talk about that, right? But does the Heisman committee ever think about that? I feel like they just say, Hey, what, what are your numbers like? I feel like, no? uh, well, and, and, it, and it's not even a committee, you know. I found out a little bit about that today. It's Three it's more. prior uh winners, and then there it's media. So we had oh, um, we had snap. we talked to Dari Noka earlier, he was on, and, and he's a voter. And um, there's there's a guy I can't remember his name that is in charge of the Heisman and somebody I think somebody practically has to die for a, for a spot to come open wow. for you to be able to be selected after they vet you to be a voter. Crazy, yeah, huh? It it is crazy. Well, then if that's the case, yeah, CJ from Ohio State. It was a lot of talk about him, but like you said. It, that might have uh, dwindled a little bit, but it's been a lot of talk about Caleb. Yeah. We haven't heard much too much about Stetson. It's almost like we, we're under the radar right now as Georgia because, you know, we're just – they're just doing so well beating all the teams. And so it's almost like they're flying under the radar. And it's in, it's very interesting to get your take on it because you're in Colorado and, and you're, you're definitely insulated from any Stetson talk out there. Like, you know, being here right. in the Southeast, we do hear it. Especially oh yeah, you hear it? Okay. Oh yeah, especially being George, and he had odds. I mean, I think last time I looked, his odds were like fifteen to one. Hmm. But you know what? Caleb's are like negative odds. Like it's basically <laughs> saying, you know, don't screw it up. Don't screw it yeah, up, Caleb. Honestly. Yeah, just don't screw um, it up. I mean, those numbers are like, um, what's his name's numbers from from uh, uh, Burrow? That's, those uh, are some uh, Joe Burrow numbers. Stetson has come down to ten to one. Uh, who, who, what are the pull up the odds on everybody if you don't mind, Scott? What everybody's at right now? Oh, and by the way, the top NIL money was exactly what you would expect. It was um, Bryce was in first with like three point two. Then his CJ Stroud was next, and it was the cool. article talking about him driving around in a hundred fifty thousand dollar Bentley. <laughs> Man, I, that's the thing. Like, I couldn't imagine doing all that. And of course, you know, you in college, of course you're gonna buy something nice, right? You're gonna buy something nice. Um, I don't know about a Bentley, but I would have bought something real sexy. And that's just like crazy <laughs> to think about. You just riding around in the Bentley, what? On the campus, like yeah. 
That's crazy to me. I thought I was hot, hot with my what did I have? I think I had a um like a little small, like a little BMW, four-door BMW. It wasn't even all that. But if you could have had anything in college, any car, Ooh. what would you have chosen? I don't even know at that time. It probably would have it probably would have been like a okay, no, in college, this is so funny. So I probably would have done this. Um and I still like these cars, those Chrysler 300s. The Chrysler 300s, I feel like the way that you can just kit those things out, you can kit them out sexily. They almost <laughs> look like a Bentley. I'm not lying. The Chrysler 300s, they almost look like the Bentley. You have the big front, the big grill. So I might have would have just kitted out a nice, a nice little Chrysler 300, just sitting on something pretty, just that's what I would have done. <laughs> If not that, if not that, I think I probably would have done like a BMW or a Lexus, just something real nice and just comfortable. Just see, I was picturing you in like a full size SUV. That's true. That's and that it was funny. One of our teammates, he had a big truck in in college. We used to all drive it. That thing was sitting up, sitting up high, high. Uh Um, And I had one after that too. When I got to the league, I had. Ford F one fifty Platinum. I did one of those, you know, sitting up pretty high as well. But right. no, nah, I don't think in college I would have done something sexy. I feel like. <laughs> I mean, what's sexier than a black SUV Escalade with the windows tinted out? Oh, the Escalades were fire. I think I probably would have went to Tahoe, but uh-huh. the Escalades are fire too. <laughs> but I, I, I still like Chrysler three. I still love those things. I don't even think they make them anymore. <laughs> I, I'm trying to even visually picture you can't that picture vehicle. the Chrysler 300. Is, is it like a? Is it a two seater? No, nah, it's a four. That's a four door Jones. Let me show you, man. Oh, by the way, while you're looking, so uh, Caleb's in first, then CJ, then Max Duggan, and Stetson's in fourth. Oh wow! Okay. okay. So you got C, CJ's not even playing. You got if if Caleb and Max bomb and Stetson just. Falls out with an iconic day. I think people uh-huh. get a, a big case of the why not Stetson, and and I'm manifesting it right now. I'm manifesting. <laughs> and I manifesting. see. I hear you manifesting. I think you. And I think you could be onto something. And um, that's something that we, you know, uh, the guys over on the SEC net, uh, Takeover Pod over on on our show, we haven't really talked about that. And Blaine Gilmer, he's he's a big Stetson Stetson. Uh, yeah, he loves it. His son's name is Stetson after Stetson, which is great. No, I'm like, bro, no way. Are yeah, you he's doing too much. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, bro, you love you. And he hasn't really said anything about that. I think he's kind of just letting it simmer and just waiting. He, he, you know what I mean? So, but you could be on to something. I think you might be right. All right, here. Here's the Chrysler. This must, this is a 2023 Chrysler. All right. I like that. Got me over here looking at the Chrysler. Well, all right. Let me see if I can. You know, it's funny that Blaine named his son Stetson. Oh, shit. You're not going to be able to see that. I, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. My, it, my camera's in the... Man, look it up on your phone. You know, you got a phone up at Chrysler 300s, baby. <laughs> These it. things are higher. Because you know what? They have a big, like, the the engine up there in the hood. Okay. You could put a Hemi. You could put a Hemi in that thing and just be. Ah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see it now. It's very like almost like um, FBI agent car. Okay, I can see that. Very official looking. Very official looking, but it, it got it got some sexy. It got it looks sexy, man. I don't know why I love the Chrysler, man. 
I have no idea. What 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 are you driving right now? I'm in a Tesla. Nice. That's very very Colorado of you. Very (laughs) Colorado of you. That is very Colorado. (laughs) I love me a little Tesla, man. I haven't been to a gas station in. Here it is. Look. So you could kit that thing out, put the rims on there, the interior nice. You could even put the, uh, the 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 doors. You can flip on the back, almost like a uh, like a Bentley. So you can make the doors open up to each other. I mean, you could do that in any any car, but I feel like with these are just so easy to kit out, and I have no idea why. I have no yeah. idea. And definitely, I throw the Hemi in there too. Uh, but now you're talking aftermarket modifications. You just named like. Thirty thousand dollars worth of stuff. Yeah. No, you exactly. Yeah, I mean the car. Probably, what's the car go for? I just saw uh, the car go for. Let's see, is it, how much is it, are these things? Two thousand thirty-three. The, the one. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so, so about, yeah, taking a thirty-three to an eighty-three. Yeah, that's about right. Thirty-three to about seventy something. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're saying you might as well just go with get a, a car that costs eighty. Yeah, you should go ahead and just get a Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? They came down. It depends on they have all these different models now. So, you can, yeah, you could definitely do a Tesla at that price. Those things will get up and go, too. Oh, yeah, they go. They definitely go. I just love, man, not being, hey, I ain't messing with no gas stations. I'm just saying, right at the house, plug in. You got to plug in at the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Does, yep, that, does that make a noticeable difference in your power bill? No, actually, I haven't seen that. No, because you know what? It just charges what it needs and then turns off. Uh-huh. So you, know, you so. driving straight all Teslas in your house? Yep. Yep. Just Tesla right now. I think mm-hmm. we are looking for another one, something a little bit bigger, like a little SUV, some something that we can, uh, you know, a work vehicle that I can just drive drive clients around and things like that. So yeah. You still moving some, you still moving some real estate out there? Yeah too. Still doing that. So we still have an investment property, still have our, you know, our clients and continuing to grow. So uh that's definitely a, a purchase that we need so we can, you know, drive clients around to different different um houses and showings. I've got to send you I'm gonna send you this uh investment um set investment podcast. <laughs> My, my cousin's got this deal that he does out there where it's too much to get into on here, but I'd love mm-hmm. to send it to you and get your opinion on it. Cause yeah, speaking, of, send that speaking, of, speaking of sexy, it's sexy. Okay. Send that over. I'd yeah. love to look at it for sure. Yeah, I will. Um, what uh, are, are you going to go skiing this year? Are you going to join me? I mean, I, have, I would love to, I would love to. Um, I think uh, I have my, my uncle, and his and his wife are coming out here, so I think we're going to try to get out there in, in December sometime, and um, I think maybe even in, in January, just a little bit. Right? I think I think January. See, you can still get out there. No close things down. I'm about to go to Frisco and hit Breckenridge and Keystone. Come stay. I got a place. Ooh, you doing that again? When when are you doing that? Uh, the Thursday. Uh, not oh. this Thursday. Not this Thursday, but the next. Like the eight. See, that would be awesome if you were, if it's around the same time we were going to go. Um, because that would be awesome. I mean, get out there and do it. See what we got. But all right, but at some point we're going to have to. You yeah. know, 
Hey, and I'm, I'm like, hey, now if you're talking about some double black diamonds, black diamonds yeah, now. Yeah. I'm 52, okay? I'm not trying to do any <laughs> blacks. I'm not doing double blacks. It's just get on the blues and cruise, baby. I'm yeah. all about, you know, I want to walk away from this whole thing when I get done. That's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, cruise on the blues. And look at that. It rhymes. That's right. <laughs> Let me get you on a snowboard. Uh, I don't know. That might be difficult. I heard it's are a little you, difficult, but are you are you really really deep into skiing, or are you just kind of messing around with it? No, just messing around. I I could just do it. I could ski. I'm not like getting too technical with it though. Okay, this is what I need you to look into for me because this would be a game changer for you too. They've got these places out around Denver that are indoor training facilities. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ski, skiing and yeah, my dog's gonna do one. Yeah. So, I mean, you could go into one of those things and you could go from complete beginner on a snowboard to intermediate in a day. And it just takes all the headache out of it, all the falling yeah. on, on concrete. You're just up there. You fall, they stop it. They wait for you to stand back up. It's like heaven. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I think my daughter's going to try to do that. You know, Is your daughter going to snowboard or ski? She's going to ski as well. I said, she wants to go up there because she always wants to go to the mountains. I'm like, if we're going up there, we ain't just sitting around. We got to do something. And we ain't sit on the bunny so We're going to go and, you know, and, and really ride. So she's going to take some lessons at one of those indoor facilities. So and that, awesome. that's, that's where it's at. I mean, like, you go up, mm-hmm. you go anywhere up there and, you know, you put her in a ski school. You know, you got a veil, got a ski school. It's a grand a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what, exactly. would cost, what would it cost at one of those indoor facilities? You know, I, I don't even know what the price is. But it's got to be, it's it's gotta be cheaper. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be. It has to be pretty cheap. Um, and they might have even, you know, deals for the lessons, like, you know, a package or something like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that'd be well, beneficial. I mean, and, you just walk in there and be like, man, I'm no Sean Marino. So <laughs> you guys just hook me up. Uh, no, that'd be nice. <laughs> but no, I don't think so. But yeah, shoot. Because I'm gonna say, man, I'm a Bronco. Well, I'm Bronco, a Bronco, baby. Put me up. Bronco. And Broncos are having so much trouble this year. Ooh. It ain't looking good. No. And I think the worst thing out of the whole situation, I don't know, I don't know how we got to the NFL, but let me just go to it real quick. Yeah. Is that they're doing as a team, of course, they're not doing well. I mean, I think they only have four wins. I think we are four and something right now. But the number depending on how bad we do. Seattle can be getting a top five pick next year because we gave that pick away to get Russell. Mm-hmm. That's sickening because you think, okay, if, I'm a, if we're going to have a bad season, at least let me get a big uh, 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 top pick out of it. You know what I mean? But not having a bad season like that and not having a top pick, that's, that's sickening. That's oh, sickening. man. That, that's, yeah, I mean, that's hard to recover from. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, we got another pick from another trade. We got, I think it's like, you know, in the 20s. But that's nothing like a, a top five, especially mm-hmm. having, having a horrible season like they are right now. I mean, it could get worse. I mean, we could be sitting at number one pick to freaking see, uh, Seattle Seahawks. I don't think anyone's going to be worse than uh, the Texans. That they're, they're they're the bottom of the barrel right now. They're last place with only mm-hmm. one win, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, but they get on the on a winning streak, and, and Denver could be giving away that that number one. But it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. man. Life yeah. in the pros. Life in the pros. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, man, I got a bounce right now, but it has been Love it. awesome, awesome, awesome talking to you as always. Yeah, man. Thank you. 
Appreciate and, and, you having me. And, and let me let me know if you hit town. Okay. No, I'll definitely let you know. Um, I should probably know by tomorrow if I'm a, if I'm gonna make it in, but I'll, I'll be with TK, so we'll all kick it. You know, what I mean, have a beer or something for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank right. you again once again, man. Let me know. Let me know the next. Shoot, man, I have to go ahead after that SEC, SEC um, championship game or something. Or maybe later on down the road we'll, we'll connect again. Okay. Let me that know. sounds good. Sounds perfect. All right. All right, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you. It's time for this week's Lowdown with the Dog Bone Report. We've got Zeke from the Dogbone here doing something we've never got done before, and he is just looking at the rankings, and we're just going to talk about it as they come in. Mad Dog, all right, good, to, good to be here. Welcome the, back. The mighty, we got the mighty Gamecocks, nineteen, Texas twenty, uh, Oregon sixteen. So another two teams ranked we beat. Yep. UCLA seventeen, Tulane's eighteen. Okay. So they'll kind of fly through down to the top ten, and then yeah, they go they go five at a time. I don't understand why they can't do this on Sunday. I mean, they know what it is. I mean, what's the? Yeah, they do it next Sunday, but or this coming Sunday. Yeah, there's a there's a conspiracy there. There's a reason. Yeah, they got a slot to fill on Tuesday. I, I guess I guess Tuesday is a bad sports TV night. Okay, so while we're waiting, who are they going to put at five? Who do you think they put at five? I think it's going to be Ohio State, but I, but I I think Alabama is possible. Um, all right, next uh, we got LSU, Oregon State fifteen, LSU fourteen, Florida State thirteen, Washington twelve, Utah eleven. Okay. LSU dropped nine spots. Mm. That's a killer. Pretty drastic for them because so I think they higher in the AP and coaches. I mean, they Clemson, move? Clemson's in the top 10. That's kind of surprising to me. Yeah, big time. That's weird. Where did they have South Carolina? Uh, I think they were 21. Okay. Um, do they move us to two and move Michigan to one? No, I don't think so. Because Michigan just didn't have a very good – I mean, they had an awful non-conference schedule. But um, – I think that, man, I just don't know about the Ohio State-Alabama thing, man. But I think I'm going to go with Ohio State. But I'm not going to be surprised at all if they put Bama at five. Uh, We'll see. I I think it'll be Ohio State just because if if Ohio State's there um, and and USC loses and Ohio State gets in, then they still don't have any two-loss teams in ever. You know, they never had – does does USC stumble against Utah? Does Utah remain their their hurdle that they cannot get over? I man, I don't know. I watched all of that game against uh, Notre Dame. They look pretty good. Kansas State's ten. I mean, Clemson's way higher than I thought they'd be. What in the world? <laughs> or maybe they're not ranked at all. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's twenty like seventh. <laughs> that's what it is. They're not ranked. I shouldn't say that. Half of my family and all my in-laws went to not my in-laws but my um my sister's in-laws went to clemson um, I, I, my daughter might go to clemson but they are definitely not a very good team compared to well, what they were and, and bert's son goes there too right yeah yeah it is a cool place clemson's nine that's they only okay. dropped one spot wow 
weird. Dabo's got uh he's got an in with the committee, I think. That's what it is. So Clemson's nine, you say? Clemson's nine. So then eight's gotta be Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's probably at seven. Um, eight's going to be a two loss. I mean, eight's going to be uh, Kansas State. No, Kansas State's ten. Um, I think Ohio State, Tennessee, and Alabama, in some order, is going to be f- five, six, I, and seven. I know. I'm Who are we leaving out? Penn State. Penn State's Penn eight. State. There you go. There you go. Tennessee's got to be seven. But they beat Alabama, but they got destroyed by Carolina. That's it. Yep. They probably what they'll probably do now because I've, I've watched this every week. When it's when it's really close between like four, five, six, seven, they'll then they'll jump to number one and get sure. that out of the way. But we'll see. You know, maybe maybe Tennessee's big big win over Red Hot Vandy will vault them <laughs> to number six. Yeah, I think Georgia, TCU, and Michigan are in no matter what they do. Because I just don't think they're gonna they're gonna penalize three undefeated teams for playing in a weekend where nobody else plays. But except for TCU, because they've tempted fate so long, they've been tempted playing with fire. What if they just get blown out by Kansas State? Maybe, but but TCU has and the big the Big Twelve is a little bit stronger than people thought and they play every team and they, so they beat every team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I mean, they look, they destroyed Iowa state, which I think was supposed to be a little bit closer. Well, I mean, Iowa state's four and seven and now they're four and eight. That'd have been like LSU yeah. destroying uh, Tennessee seven. Uh-huh. So, Take so that not- Tennessee. How does that feel? Tennessee. You're at seven. No shot. None. They got a shot for the uh, Citrus Bowl, <laughs> or maybe maybe the uh, maybe the Sugar. That's what they want. But I want them at the Music City. I want them at the Music City Bowl in Nashville. I don't want them to leave the state. I want them to take a bus to Nashville and take a bus back to Knoxville. Not even spend the night. All right. So now they're just talking. Um, they're probably gonna have a commercial break. I don't know. They usually just plow through it. David Pollock's looking sharp, man, with the suit. Hey, man, I found this new thing that you need to check out on Instagram with um, with Fowler, with Chris Fowler. Have you seen the nightcap thing he does with um, with Herb Street? Where it's like, I think they're flying somewhere. I think they remember flying back on the ESPN macked out charter jet or something. And they just kind of break it down. You know, what happened that day? Um, you know. Real unbuttoned, um, you know. There might even be a curse word that flies here or there. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I'd, I'd like. I mean, I. All right, so now they're showing the top six. Bama six, Ohio State five. Bama's officially wow. out now. No, I'd say they're not. I won't believe Bama is out until we're Sunday and they show me Bama at five. I will not. I refuse to believe. I don't. It. I, I don't. I don't see any. Any argument, but but I just don't see it. I honestly, if if TCU loses by fifty, maybe, and USC loses, um, 
But I think TCU's in unless they just get completely destroyed. And if USC is the only team that loses, Ohio State's in. I mean, because Ohio State and Alabama don't play this week. So so who do you want to play? Do you want to play USC or Ohio State? I would I would rather play USC. Uh, um, that'd be – could have huge crowd advantage. And I watched them. Caleb Williams is amazing. I mean, he, he he's he's – the, the closest thing to um, Kansas City's quarterback is I've seen in college. But, yeah. man, they don't look like a, a strong team in the trenches at all. USC's four, TC's three. Are they making, like, it a big announcement as to who is number one? I guess there is a little bit of, um, you know, debate there. But I, I anticipate we'll be number one. We'll okay, see. I got a I got a test for you. You you have a lot of Georgia knowledge. How many times has Georgia played USC, and what's our record? We've never played them. Wrong. Michigan's Wrong. two. Have we okay. played USC? Played three played them three times. But it, we haven't played them since at least the like thirties or so. Probably not. Nineteen sixty was the last time we played them. And and 31 right, then, then we owe them three games. We're zero and three. You know why I said that? Because I read somebody posted that, and they probably didn't know either. But um, yeah, that was a little before my time. But I still, <laughs> I, I'm still pissed about it <laughs> that we lost. <laughs> Even though I didn't know it happened, I'm pissed. I, I'm salty as hell about the fact that we're zero and three against USC, and payback's coming. Absolutely. So we're three and zero against Notre Dame, zero and three against USC. Um, here's you might know this. So if we if we win Saturday, which unless we just have four turnovers, we're going to win. We will tie Tennessee for tenth in all time wins, and we're we're two behind USC. I thought so, we passed both. We started the season three behind both. Uh, and I thought we'd pass them easy, but obviously they had really good years. So if we um, run the if we run the table and USC loses, we could pass potentially both of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna smoke Tennessee in the next few years. Right. USC is well, probably gonna win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You know? Although when they joined the Big Ten, um, I could see them, you know, n- not being quite what they would if they stayed in the Pac-10. And, and another question to ask there is how many more seasons do they have than we have? Uh, actually, I, don't, I would guess we have more. I mean, we're, we, we started in 1892. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know when they started. I mean, I've seen that stat somewhere where it says all the teams, their total mm-hmm. number of wins and, and how many seasons they had too, because that's relevant. Yeah, well, whatever statistics makes Georgia look favorable, I'll use those. Yes. If so. it's winning, if it's if it's wins, that that's what we'll use as the standard. If it's winning percentage, that's what we'll use. So I'll 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 look into that. I'll accept that. But answer. I think it's I think it's actually wins. I don't winning percentage. I don't think we're tenth or eleventh. I think we're like thirteenth or fourteenth. I like our winning percentage over the last two seasons, which is pushing ninety six percent. Unbelievable. I mean, it's amazing, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I didn't 
I, honestly, I, last year was uh, we expected because we had expected a good year, but mm. we were, you know, worried we would blow it at the end. But I didn't see it this year. I mean, I just didn't see it as losing 15 draft picks in your entire, you know, most of your defense. But um, I mean, we just reload now. I mean, we reload better than, you know, obviously we ever have and better than anybody else right now. Um, I thought our offense would actually be a little bit better, like mm -hmm. week to week. And, and we've had our games, uh, South Carolina and Oregon and um, Michigan State. I mean, uh, Mississippi State, yeah, that was a good one. But the, um, probably not as good as I thought, but the defense is actually way better than I thought. Yeah, I mean, I thought the defense would be seven points worse. I think Pollock said 10. I thought the offense would be better. I thought the defense had a good foundation with Robert Beal, with Nolan, with Jalen, with Ringo, with Chris Smith. But then from there, I was like, okay, we're going to have to put some dudes around here. I mean, I was hoping, I was real hopeful that JDJ would, you know, be what he is, which is badass. And he has been. But, I mean, Good grief, man. To basically be the same scoring defense that we were last year is just beyond everybody's wildest expectations. Yeah. I mean, he um, – Dumas Johnson is way better than I – I mean, you, you hear about these guys. Oh, yeah, he's going to be the next good linebacker. He's tearing it up in practice. But you just don't know. But he's a badass. Smile Munden, I mean, a freak athlete. Yeah. Um, B Bullard is just – He's from your part of the state, right? I mean, he's, yeah, he's from Millie, he's from, from Millageville. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's the toughest guy we got. And then you didn't know, you don't know about freshman Malachi Starks is just like, I mean, he looks like a junior out there. Um, wow. uh, and, and, uh, Lassiter yeah. played incredible. I mean, yeah. we, yeah, our sec, our secondary is better than it was last year. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. Um, um, we, and we had good guys last year, but, you know, Jalen Carter is the key, though. You know, if he, yeah. when he's he's so disruptive when he plays, yeah, it's a whole different ball game. And I feel like all these other guys around him aren't getting, you know, a lot of accolades or a lot of attention. You know, the the Logues and the Stackhouses and the Ingram Dawkins and the Brinsons. You know, you just don't hear much about those guys, but they're down there in the trenches holding it down. You know, they're solid. They're solid, man. They're not. Freak, they're not going to be number one draft picks, um, but they're strong and fit and um, physical. And so, yeah, they they're just they can't do what Jalen Carter can do. Although Bear Alexander is has shown some flashes. I think he had like the flu for a few weeks and didn't play much. But I think he might be our next interior, Freak. you know, high draft pick. Um, yeah, Stackhouse is he's he's a he's a stud. I mean, he's solid, man. He's got a great name, and you know when you go to the games before the game, you know up on the screen they show all of the guys currently in the league, and it's like name after name after name, and he's like, oh Lamont Gailyard, I forgot about you, and all these players that you just forgot about, and they're still out there, you know, just pounding away on Sundays, and it's just amazing. I mean, we're a factory. Yep, it certainly helps in recruiting, no doubt about it. Um, the future's bright. I mean, it's going to – someday it'll end, but I don't see it anytime soon.
Um, and with the new playoff, I mean, it's like if we don't get in, there's something something wrong. Um, but you know, and then and then and 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 we'll probably that'll probably benefit us and teams like Alabama because then the season is going to be so long that the teams that have the depth are going to be the teams that that win. I mean, that's already already the case, but I think it's going to be even more um, emphasized when you're playing when you're playing such big games late in the year. And some of these teams like TCU, which have been able to win all their games, but you know they're banged up. There's, I mean, you know they're probably just hanging off for dear life. And, yeah. and when you're when you have a quote unquote down year and lose two games by four points in walk offs in away games like Alabama, you know, in a twelve team playoff, they don't get penalized for that. The Alabama would still be in it and probably be the most feared team that nobody wants to play. No doubt. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I, I definitely see the pros and the cons to the playoff. I mean, overall, I think it's good for the sport as a whole. Because it gets keeps every so many more fans involved instead of just like the southern teams. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, know. tell me this: Who's the eleventh ranked team right now? As the yeah, just came out. Um, well, Kansas State was ten. I, don't, I can't even remember. But um, the reason I ask is that's who Alabama would play under the twelve-team system. Yeah, well, if the top four were the buys, but mm-hmm. I, you know, who is yeah, you're right. But so here's my here's my um, point of view on, on the playoff. I do, you know, like last week's Ohio State Michigan game is not going to be as important in the future. Right when we played Tennessee, is it was the best atmosphere I've ever seen in. And and Sanford, and I think I told you that, right. you know, that's gonna we're gonna lose some of that, and which is kind of sad. But what we will gain is this time of the year moving forward is going to be intense as hell. You know, right. it's going to be like the NFL. Um, I, I, I mean, I really wish they would do two rounds on campus, but I mean, I know that they're all the bowls have so much pull and. I mean, it, it'll probably it won't be perfect, but as far as the, you know, I think it's it's the the, the college football needs it as a whole. I mean, the other parts of the country that mm-hmm. feel left out, um, you know, I mean, I'm all I'm all for Georgia winning a couple national championships every decade, and Alabama winning a few, and Clemson and just repeat. But um, I mean, it, it is good to have USC and and teams like that that are. Are, are up there, you know, right with us. Well, to your point about the games not being as big, it's like I was at the Tech game and the decimal meter, the you know, the decimal meter gets up to one ten, and it's like ah, it's only up to one ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, like, I don't really. We're, I mean, we're, I'm, I'm, we're I'm not, not that sure, loud. I'm not sure I trust that uh, decimal meter. Hey, really. hey, hey. <laughs> um. Oh, I just got a text from uh from Dogger. We should bring Dogger on. Sounds he's, good. Yeah, because he's he's giving me info. We need info, if, especially if we bet. I don't, but uh, I might if it's good info. Dogger. Dog. Hey, Deke. What's up? Hey, ma'am. Dogger. I like your shirt. I love Del your shirt, Deke. by the way. Deke. Florida socks. 
Yes. So I think um, I used to have a Clemson suck shirt that I, either you or Bo Moore made me buy oh, when wow. I was 19, which was fine. I didn't. I mean, that 20 bucks probably would have lasted me like, you know, two weeks. <laughs> that would that would have been Bo. Uh, yeah, I was involved in that, but that was S-U-X instead of S-U-C-K-S. That, uh, and that was, okay. was an awesome well, shirt. That shirt. That's a great memory. Yeah. Well, I had to, had it for a while. Um, that was the year we beat them. The, 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 the Braves won the Braves won the um, World tennis. Series. Right. Or they No, they actually, they, they, they made the playoffs, but that was in 91 when they, the first oh, time yeah, they okay. ever made the playoffs. Yeah, that's right. I, I was there with, and they won the World Series in '95 with with Buffalo uh, after Florida whipped up on us in Athens. But yeah, you're right. It was in '91, which my senior year. It would I guess that was yours too? Maybe it was my freshman year in Georgia. Great. Yeah, my memory. I guess because I'm older, my memory. <laughs> but you did tell me that Utah was ranked number 11th. I did tell you that. That was y'all were discussing right there who was ranked number eleven. So I, I pulled it up uh, during that discussion, and uh, yeah, Utah is ranked number eleven. I don't see them obviously going into the top four, but in the scenario of if we did go to a twelve-team playoff, then that would make a difference. Utah. Speaking of Florida, Florida thought they were going to have a great year by beating Utah. Then Florida turns out to be super average, and now Utah plays in the Pac-12 championship. Florida sucks. Six and six under first-year coach Billy Napier. Zero improvement from the prior year. Way to go. See you on the campaign trail, guys. See you on the recruiting trail. <laughs> it's, uh, as far as just going, touching on what y'all have been uh, talking about, I the only thing I would disagree, Deacon, I'm, I'm not, no disrespect to you at all. I, I don't – I just maybe it's me, but I don't think TCU will get the respect, uh, even if they lose a close one. If they win, obviously they're in. But even if they lose a three-point game and they're only favored by I think two and a half, if they lose that game, I just can't see them sticking in the top four. Out of I think there's some I don't know. I hope there's not, but I think there's some TV thought process, some money making thought process that goes into the committee where they'd put a Obviously, if the other three win, then USC and Michigan and Georgia will be in. And but I could I could see. I don't want to see Ohio State, but I could see that happen. I I could still see Alabama jumping up there, just because of the committees. I don't know what it is. There's something behind the scenes. I feel like. Well, I mean, don't they want the Dallas market, which TCU gives? Uh, I mean, that's yeah. a big market. That's a, definitely a big market yeah. national nationally, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I would not be shocked if you're right, um, but I, I, I think, I mean, just like my opinion, I think there would be pushback, and they know that. I, I think if they lose a close game, they're in because they already beat that team and they beat everybody. I don't think True. they, they're very. I don't think they could even stay on the field with us or Bama, really. I mean, but 
but I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know. That's just my well, opinion. And that's the, that's the problem with the committee is because you get these 13 people in a room. They can talk themselves into anything depending on how strong the personalities are in the room, right? I mean, somebody can get in there and talk them and convince them that Alabama is one of the top four teams in the country. They played an SEC schedule with Bryce Young, and they only lost you know two games and walk-offs by four points in away stadiums. And then they're going to say they are better than TCU, who's been playing with fire all this time. It finally caught up with them. Yeah, they lost their conference championship. That's an extra game. We don't care. They're still Alabama's better, and they're all of a sudden out. Yeah, it would be interesting. It would be cool to be in, like, if if they videoed that room <laughs> and, then, and then played it for us. I mean, this, this would be, there'd be a lot of controversy for they sure. Would never I guarantee you, they are looking forward to a 12-team playoff. Oh. Then, it's like, you know. Well, everybody that's got a chance is going to be in it. If I'm rolling off that committee and this is my last meeting, I am surreptitiously recording the whole thing and it's going <laughs> to the highest bidder when I come out of there. How many people are on that committee? I don't know for sure. It's, 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 an, uh, it's either 11 or 13. I think I want to say 11 or 13, but it's, okay. it's around that. And I, for some reason, I'm thinking it's an odd number. But and, and it's no names you know. I looked it up. They all are highly qualified if you look at their resumes to make these kind of decisions. It's But it's not any big names at all that you would recognize. But they know exactly what we know. I mean, they, I know. Yeah, we exactly. wa- I mean, we watch as much football as anybody. I mean, everybody watches a lot of football if they're in like college football. So, um, yeah, it's 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 just like you said, it's just a relatively small group of people trying to convince the. Uh, it's like a jury, basically, you know, trying to convince the others of their point, and then they reach a consensus. And um, but I I do I, I do think they that. TV might have an influence, but also probably um, what kind of pushback they would have if they just blatantly. I mean, if you just want TV ratings, just put Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Ohio State in and be done with it. But, I mean, as far as pushback and potential repercussions, I mean, what would they really be? I mean, so exactly. they make a decision that people don't like. So what? There's no true repercussion on them. There's no fallout really, other than they might at the grocery store see a TCU fan that tells them they suck. But that's, about, <laughs> that's about it. You know, they should they should put Notre Dame in. I think they, <laughs> yeah. they well, want to really cause some controversy. Now put you're talking Dawkers language. No, no, no. I, they do not deserve to be in. I I'm a massive Georgia fan. Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, down the list so yeah uh but didn't that happen to central florida my, uh, my memory's not great but wasn't weren't they undefeated or somebody was undefeated three or four years ago and they weren't even considered outside and they held the their power. yes that was them and they held their own national championship parade in their town and they had rings made <laughs> and they declared it was a split championship it was a big deal exactly that was in yeah. 20, 2017 it wasn't that we long got ago. Okay. But they, I mean, they didn't, they, they didn't play a schedule worthy enough to get in. I mean, not even close. Um, yeah. But then they, they beat Auburn in the Peach Bowl, where Auburn didn't really care, and right. because Auburn had beat Alabama and Georgia to end their regular season, they're like, okay, well, they, those two teams played for the national title, and we beat the team that beat them, 
even though Georgia just beat Auburn in the SEC title championship. Right. So yeah, they're might as well, you know, get t-shirts made. Exactly. National champs. Yeah. <laughs> why, because why not? <laughs> All right, Dogger. So tell us who's winning these championship games. Uh, I a couple of th- things. I got to do a quick uh, shout out to the USA. I know nobody really cares about soccer, but I'm a big USA and anything fan. So I watched it. Huge win today. Uh, yeah, I, I watched every bit of it. Uh, trying to work and it, it didn't work out. I mean, just work kind of went to the wayside. But uh, one nothing. I was. I, I love anything USA. So shout out to them. They advance. A um, couple other stat wise, maybe surprising to both of you. USA, I'm huge. UGA went six and six against the spread. I was very surprised at that. And then the bigger surprise was that we were three and nine uh, on the over. So nine and three on the under. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that surprised me. We started out five and zero oh on the under. Yeah, that is surprising. I mean, some of it's our defense was better than we thought, and. um we did have some games where the office just didn't didn't put up a lot. Some of it, like the Kentucky game, was you know I think the weather affected it. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm I, I want to see the offense we had against South South Carolina and Oregon. I know it's there. I'm, that's what I'm wondering is is have we been kind of playing it by the vest a little bit? It when we needed to against Tennessee, we obviously could score, but but we didn't. We're going to be a, aggressive when the game was being handled by the defense the way it was. So it, uh, I'm hoping that it's there and we've just been keeping it under our vest. So I, I think um, you're right. I, I think you're absolutely right on that dogger. That, that's hope, what I'm thinking. That's what so, I, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, exactly. Um, so after the three, and zero wheel, uh, big win, I went one just still winning my money last week. So I'm going to continue with the wheel. Obviously there's a, a lack of games, but I'm going to try to create some on my super cracker. I'm going to uh, include every game so that we can just close it out here. The, the regular season uh, I'll include those, but on the wheel, which again, you have to, it'd be great if you win all three. And then if you do bet hundred, you win 1500, which we did two weeks ago. And uh, so we're going to go USC against Utah, USC minus three. We're going to go Utah plus three. Georgia LSU the to, the total total is fifty one going over fifty one solely because of that stat I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, not solely, I just I think they're going to Georgia is going to be I think they're going to come out and and score well. Uh, Michigan minus sixteen and a half against Purdue. That's at three thirty, and Purdue I'm going to Purdue plus sixteen and a half. So those are the three, and then obviously you parlay all three of those. You have the USC game, you have the Georgia total. Those two parlay together. You have the USC Michigan games parlay together. Then you have the Georgia Michigan Georgia total and the Michigan game parlay together. And then you tease all three of those. So on the teaser, you get Utah plus nine. You get Georgia over forty-five. Again, you get the Utah game plus nine, but then you max match that with the Purdue plus twenty-two and a half, and then the last teaser would be Georgia over forty-five and Purdue plus twenty-two and a half. So if you hit all, all those, you win fifteen hundred for a bet of how much? For a bet a hundred. 
Okay. Yep. So if we want to knock it down for your kids that are listening, but it knocked back when I was a K Georgia and I was betting 10 to $25, let's say 10, you'd win 150. Okay. For the kids <laughs> at home who are gambling. <laughs> uh, all right. So like I said, I'm going to do a 12 team super cracker just to include all the games. And uh, we're going to go on that Friday night game, USC, UCLA, we're going to go over 67. It's my last chance for a super cracker. So we got to hit this one. The best I went all year is nine and three. I went six and four last week on a 10 teamer. Uh, TCU minus two and a half against Kansas State. I'm just, I, I, they've obviously, they're undefeated. I cannot stand TCU. So I'm going Kansas State, but I've done that the past three weeks and lost. Right. Uh, TCU, the total in that game is 62. I'm going over 62. Kansas State will go out in a lead uh, first half, and then TCU will come back. So TCU's second half is going to be a good bet, whatever that may be. <clears throat> and then I have to throw this one in, a couple of these in. Toledo minus one and a half against Ohio. Going Ohio plus one and a half at noon. Troy from good old Alabama, minus eight and a half against Coastal Carolina. Coastal plus eight and a half. First time since I've been on the Mad Dog Show, I'm actually going to take a Georgia line. Going Georgia minus 18 against LSU. I said at the beginning of the season, whatever the Mad Dog season, I'm not going to do it, but there it is. Uh, Well, hold on. You're picking us to cover. Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Yep. Boise minus three against Fresno. Boise minus three. Four o'clock. And then Tulane minus three and a half. Mentioned Central Florida. I'm going to go Central Florida plus three and a half. And then in the Clemson, North Carolina game, Clemson minus seven and a half. Going Clemson minus seven and a half. That's got to be a recruiting thing there for Dabo. Much as I can't stand them. I think they're going to go out and try to beat it up on them. And North Carolina's kind of falling apart right. here at the end of the season. Um, and then the total in that game is 63 and a half. I'm going under 63 and a half. And then the final one to run out the 12 team final super cracker of 2022. I'm going to go Michigan. The total is 51 and a half against Purdue. I'm going under 51 and a half. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to review this tape and I'll, I'll email it to you. <laughs> Send it to my personal email, not work, please. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't believe the spreadsheet I've created over the course of the month. <laughs> oh, man. So good stuff. Well, go, dogs. Who's going this weekend? I think I'm going. Deke, are you going? I'm actually going to take one for the team. I've been to the three losses to LSU at the SEC championship, and I did not go to the one time we beat them. So even though ch- tickets are getting cheap as hell, my and my son wants to go, we're not going because we want to win. Are the tickets really getting cheap? Like how cheap? Yeah. Um, I mean, yesterday I, I, I was told on StubHub with fees, you can get tickets under $200 with, and that's pretty cheap. Right. With LSU losing, they're not going to bring – I mean, they'll bring their hardcore people, but 
it's going to be it's going to be a, the cheapest SEC championship ticket Georgia has been in in a long time. So I'm not going to have your typical Cajun lunatics jumping up in my face like screaming banshees like the last time I went. I hope I was at that game. Then um, there'll be some because they're lunatics, win or lose, but uh, they'll probably know it's coming to them. Yeah, that was that uh, they are. My my favorite uh, Fincher's barbecue story. It was the Wilson brothers and the Fincher brothers, and we went to the game courtesy of the Finchers. I believe we rode in a station wagon, and Doug whipped us into a parking spot. And, I mean, we were in the heart of darkness with every LSU tailgate possible. We get out, and these people are jumping in our faces. I mean, <laughs> screaming. Barking. I have to practically put Doug Fincher in a headlock. I'm like, Doug, don't you make eye contact with anybody. We're walking straight into this stadium, not saying nothing. We get in there and we absolutely just destroyed them to the point where we left like late into the third quarter. We're going back. And I guess the LSU fans were still in there hoping for a win. Well, somebody had left like a stuffed Bengal tiger out on their tailgate. <laughs> Doug picked it up like a caveman by the tail and just began waylaying all their tailgates, just destroying them as I watched in horror. And I just knew we were about to get murdered. And I finally got him. He was like Samson. I finally got him to just get into the car and get us out of there before absolute mayhem broke out. And and probably we probably would have lost our lives. But that is one of my favorite all time Doug Fincher stories. What 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 year? What was that? It in Baton Rouge or was that in Atlanta? I was in I was in Atlanta at the Dome. When we so beat them, we yeah we beat them bad. D- so DJ got, Shockley, 20, 2005. I think it was oh five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an amazing game. I mean, I I ju- we just moved into the house I live in now, so it, we just had too much going on. But man, I mean, we smoked them. Right, and they they were they had won. They lost to Tennessee week one, and then had won. 10 or 11 in a row, however many played. And we pretty much ruined it for them because they probably would have gone on to play for something big. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was a good one. But I'm, so that's why I'm staying home this week. Yeah, well, I appreciate you taking one for the team. That's very – uh, You're a giver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on and uh, breaking this whole thing down for us. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs, dogs, baby. Thank you. See you, Dick. See y'all. See you next week.